live from the Drew Estate Cigar Studio in Boston, Massachusetts. Welcome to the Spare Notes series with your hosts, Matt Tobacco and William Cooper. And good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Spare Notes series. My name is Matt Tobacco from SmokingTobacco.com, and I am joined once again by my very good friend, Mr. William Cooper of Cigar-Coop.com. Both of us are fresh off of trips to two major cigar industry events, and we're going to talk more about that later in the show. Uh, Our co-host, Mitchell Santaga of SmokingTobacco.com, is not with us tonight. He is uh, sitting this one out, but he will rejoin us for the next one. Um... It's been a busy couple of weeks. I don't think we've seen you guys in about three weeks. Uh, a lot to talk about, but um, Mr. William Cooper, how are you? Uh, I'm doing good, Matt. Um, yeah, it was. A, it's been a busy. I was on a major stretch for about um, 13 days on the road. Yeah, you were. And uh, I have one more trip, but it's great smoke. And then I am really gonna probably shut it down for the most part until PCA. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I, I may have a small trip here or there. Um, there may be one more trip to Miami, and, but I think for the most part, my plan is to shut it down until PCA. Well, you know, I'm kind of in a similar boat. Um, we're a little bit more on the reduced travel side this year because of the Nicole's pregnancy. Yeah. So, yeah. Just trying to pick and choose. Uh, we may go on one more trip in the spring. Uh, it'll be mostly non-cigar related. Um, mostly to go see our friends, but we haven't determined that officially yet. Other than that, that if 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 that happens, that will be Nicole's like last travel of the year. Um, I will be at PCA with Mitchell, uh, as well as the rest of the Smoke and Tobacco team. Um, so it, I'm looking forward to that. And then after that, I'll probably not travel for a few months uh, for after when the baby's born. So yeah, it'll be yeah. a, it's gonna be a a weird year. But you know we'll get through. Yeah, it. I I just wish the industry would just realize that there's 12 months in the year, and they cram all this stuff in f- between January and March, and it's gonna get worse. It's not getting better, and yep. I just don't understand it. I just don't it, understand it. It's about to get very worse, and most about, yeah. people are gonna know why eventually. Well, no, I mean it's the worst kept secret. The the, the story, the buzz is the PCA is gonna move the show up to. To probably April. So yeah. I mean, it's not a secret. It's been it's written about. It's just it's not confirmed, but but it's it's rumor. But I think it's very. There's a lot. There's enough it's of the rumor it's, that it's happening. Yeah, yeah. So and I know Jay Javis has chimed in with us. Um, so uh, he he uh, at the big smoke can't hear you. Yeah. Well, I mean that's probably because it's low. Tell Pope. Tell Pope Marvin to get the get the sound organized there. Come on. I know. Come on, Let's go. Pope, Pope Marvin, come on, Pope Marvin. Go kiss the ring, Jay. Come on. <laughs> go, go kiss that ring. How about? How about? Uh, wait, wait. Wow, all those cigar industry uh, videos and photos um, today compared. They, there were more today than all of TPE, which which the cigar industry laid an absolute egg on promoting themselves at TPE, and I think there's a reason for it. I I don't think they wanted to promote themselves at TPE. Yeah, I do. I, I actually feel that because I think there's some concern about the alternate products, and I think they 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 downplay it. I think so too. Um, I can tell you that it's uh, while it's a it's a good size area uh, in the premium cigar sector. It's not anywhere near what PCA is, and the all the other products outside of premium cigars uh, completely swallow um, that trade show hall. And uh, yeah, I mean it's. You have like cigars, and then you have 
everything else. Uh, it's it's crazy. But TPE is Bush League. It is a rounding error for our industry. So it sounds like Jay is Jay. Jay, um, I, I don't. I, the last time I checked, Jay Jay didn't really drink much anymore. But he he may be having a good time at the at the the big smoke there. So uh, I don't know. He's 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 coming no, out he of the is. gate he's hot. A, he's, <laughs> he's been giving me. A, he's been feeding me some info throughout the day. He's doing a good job being a. Uh, a, a correspondent here, um, so he there is, you know, he's been doing a good job. Is is so, Jay um, Davis now part of the Coop team too? I mean, like how many? Yeah, no, Jay, Jay, look, Jay is not part of the Coop team, but uh, he's part of Coop family. I guess is the best way to put it. You know, okay. and, you know close I mean? enough. Uh, in other words, he doesn't have to show up for work, but you know, he's a he's always welcome at any Coop function. So okay, party. Okay. Yeah. All right, he gets he gets started. Right. Just water and coffee today. Good, Jay. Good, especially I, I keep thinking Vegas because of Big Spoke Vegas, but they're in well, Florida. Well, so well, Mar I hope I hope Marvin brought some good coffee in. Too, <laughs> man, when a Mar when Marvin Shankin comes on stage, does this industry just bow? I mean, did you see like that when he did today? I mean, oh, wow! I mean, it was just like, I mean, it's like the Pope coming out on, at the Vatican. I was like, hey, look at that. There's oh a my why God. I call him Pope Marvin. I mean, there's a reason. I mean, this this industry stands still for this guy. <laughs> I know, I know. Everyone loves yeah, yeah, yeah. loves Marvin yeah. Shankin. I I may yeah. have gotten a contact high from Jonathan Carney. Well, that's a that's a privilege, Jay. That's a yeah. that's a privilege. So don't take it for granted. All right. Um. By the way, shout out to Jonathan Carney, who was a true friend this week. Um. That's all I'm gonna say. He knows what it means. True friend. He, oh, he was a great friend uh, down in the Dominican for me, and I'll tell some stories. Uh, oh, I know you will. You got a lot to say. I mean, uh, oh, yeah, especially the uh, the car ride with Lido and stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah, you but keep some folks probably already heard the story. <laughs> oh, you know, I would, you know, Lido gave me a personal tour of the Dominican Republic in his so, in the so, back seat of his luxury SUV. So, right before we started the show, I said to Coop, "I go, wow, you." He really lived it up there in Pro Cigar, and he's oh so casually, like he was Gene Simmons. Well, that's just the way I roll. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> you know, just just so for the record, Cigar Coop is cooler than you. I mean, if you're watching this show, no, Cigar Coop's cooler than you, whether you like it or not. I mean, if you saw with this dude... How this dude was living at Pro Cigar last week. I mean, you'd be like, man, I suck. <laughs> he had the listen, time of his uh, life. <laughs> listen, there, I ain't going to lie. Pro Cigar is not as hard as covering a trade show, okay, um, by any means. But, yeah, so I'm not lying about that. It's a, it's a, it's a little more relaxed. It does go late. That's the only thing I don't like about it. It's but, a different um, experience, though. Totally different experience. Yeah, it's not like it, anything it, like it, a trade show. It's very different. I, the one thing is, and I need to do a better job at this um, next year. I need to capture the vibe of the festival better in my car, and I did not capture the vibe of the festival because there's things that go on there that I just and maybe that will be transformed from some video. Like for example, I did put up some video of Michael Herklotz doing the auction, and that was just amazing when you see him do the auction in person. And it's things like that that I felt that I need to do more of that to capture the vibe of that week in the Dominican Republic. And, and that's something I, just got, I learned this year and I got to do a better job with. Right, right. Um, Peter may, has commented with us, and we can talk about this. This is a good talking point. 
It makes no sense to me that cigar manufacturers and cigar media attend a trade show and stand next to the companies and products that their cigar industry has been trying to separate themselves from due to pending regulations. So, that fair argument. It's a fair argument. Fair point. Um, at the end of the day, though, uh, at least for cigar media, um, if they go, we have to go. I mean, yeah, if, they, if, they, if they go, we go because our job is to cover what they're doing yeah. there. Now, yeah. if they make the decision to be involved from the beginning, I mean, that's really, I, to me, that's really where the argument is. But if, if, as the defense for the cigar media, if they go, we go. Because we go where they go. And that's just um, how it goes. That's our job. Our job is to cover the story. Now, I don't think cigar media did a good job of covering cigar, premium cigars versus the other stuff. And that, I think, is still a story. So I'm not saying we should cover vapes and and CBD products, but I, I didn't get a good feel for what our space looked like versus that this year. Um, but our job is to cover that. And, and guess what? Our job isn't always to cover the best interests of the industry. I know that sounds like tough, right, to hear. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, there are people who, who do that, right? But our job isn't necessarily to do that. So if they're, if the cigar industry is showing up there, it's kind of our job to cover it. Uh, I, I agree with you. I think we, we are very hypocritical in a lot of cases. Like we, we show up at this show and then we go and say other things. I agree I agree 100% with you, Peter, on that. Uh, and Peter has agreed. Yes, I agree with you. Uh, the media has to go manufacture go. Yeah, I mean, and again, that's the only reason why we go. Um, yeah, I, I would say yeah. I understand your yeah. point, and I agree. I do too. And I yeah. and there's manufacturers that have been supporting and spending a lot of money at TPE versus the PCA, which is a whole another thing to get into that I'm not going to get into tonight yeah. just because we have things on the docket. But the reality I, I is, um, that's really been a big problem with that situation. But if they stopped going, we wouldn't go either. But, yeah. um, I, and, and again, I, this, and I've, and I talked to several people from those big manufacturers at TPE and it was, you know, Hey, you know, where, you know, and Justin Andrews, Justin Andrews was on the smoking tobacco show on Wednesday night. And we talked about, you know, how, Hey, you know, we don't make these decisions and, or he didn't make the decisions come up above and, but yeah. And it's, yeah, it's it, up it, above. He used and, the word, yep. And you know, well, and Coop, above his pay grade. Yeah, and Coop, you and you, but you could back me up on the on the on the overall argument. I mean, when it comes to the Big Four, I mean, it's not just because, you know, like oh, we don't want to go. There's some political reasons. There's some business reasons. Um, at the end of the day, they all banded together and they quit. And they, you know, they kicked the rocks down the road like, eh, fuck this, we're done. But yeah. the flaw with that situation is, as soon as one of them comes back. Then the following year, they're all going to be back. Yeah, yep. I, I think we're getting closer to that. Although it won't be this year, I think next year will be the year we see one of them come back. I but think I, so. it won't be this year. And I and I know and I and I think I know who it's going to be. Yeah, Altadas. I mean, I'm just going to say it. I think I th- it's going to be Altadas. I'm going Drew Estate. You're going Drew Estate. Yeah, I think it's Altadas. It will be one of those two. It won't be the other it's two. Not gonna be, agree, yeah. It's not going to be general, and it's not going to be Davidoff. Yeah, that that I could tell you that. Davidoff's going to be the last one back. I'll tell you that. I don't. I think Davidoff is the one that least needs to be there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, some people have made the argument to me from those four companies, well, we don't need to be there. We do enough business without going. 
Yes. However, deep down, I think those companies know while they can do the business without going to the show, there is a level of importance of being there. And it's not just to support PCA, which that's a big part of it. But you should be there in good faith because when your customers and your retailers come through, you know, it's nice when you're there to shake their hand and make them feel special. Uh, that, you know, you get to reconnect with them and see them and they get some FaceTime with you and they get to, you know, raise their concerns and questions because, yes, they can call their sales rep and be like, I need to order this and this and this. And they can run specials before the trade show begins in May like they all do every year since they've left and even before. Um, but, you know, I think that there's still there, there there's still more to being at the show than just making the sales uh and coop I, I i don't know where you stand on that but that's oh, i agree what i agree i agree but the excuse i was given why there were no photos is we were busy doing sales and we had no one to take photos i mean it was like it takes 30 seconds to take a photo and put it on on social media i mean it, it's take a picture of your booth take a picture of your products i mean my goodness it was an it, this is a look tpa is still a big stage for a lot of these companies and they did they laid a nothing burger of promoting themselves at this event, mm -hmm. a nothing, a nothing burger. They did a terrible job at promoting themselves this year. Well, and first was, of all, was, any, was, I, I can I can tell you, I can name company after company that did a bad job at this. Well, first of all, any manufacturer, yeah. a big name manufacturer, who's based out of the Dominican Republic, their star power was at Pro Cigar, and that's what they were promoting. They weren't promoting yeah. their booth at TPE. Now, in terms well, of everyone else, that's a different story. I just well, okay. Altidus had a big presence there. Okay, they did. They had a where were they, I and, and I heard about this booth from Raphael Nodell, the barber, but barber just it was cool. Where I was, liked it. I was there. I, I didn't. I didn't see this. I didn't see it from Cigar Media, and I didn't see it from the people who were exhibiting at the trade show. There was just no this. It was invisible. Now I heard some stuff was put up by Instagram influences, but to be honest with you. You and I've had this argument. The Instagram influence, once it's out on Instagram, you get it's not very pertinent, right? In terms of its permanence, it doesn't have a permanence. It kind of disappears out there, right? And and it just it needs to be somewhere where, you know, you can go back three or four years and say, "Wow, look at that cool altar this booth. They had a um, they had this barber pole here." You know, I'm I'm going to do an article on Alec Bradley, right? Um, the, like things that Alec Bradley did. And I remember one year Alec Bradley had a shoe shine station at that booth, right? And it was the coolest thing. Like, like, and I remember that from 2010. That that shoe shine station was was so cool. And I mean, these are the types of things I'd like to see preserved for years for years to come. When we look back at these stretches, I say, yeah, Altidus had the barber shop there that year. That's pretty cool, you know. But I agree. Nothing, nothing did nothing. I don't know what it was this year. It was like, eh, you know, what we're selling. Oh, we're here to sell cigars. Okay, okay. Fine. Sell cigars. I mean, uh, I'll tell you, you know, for us, our media coverage was a little bit reduced at this trade show uh, for for a lot of reasons. Uh, not all of it I'm going to get into on the air, but, um, you know, we, we covered what we thought was most important at this trade show um, with, you know, with what we did and what we had. Um, there's still more stuff I just haven't finished putting out yet because once I got back from TP, I had an extremely busy week. Uh, with work so um i just i just i had my hands full but I'm, I'm trying to get caught up on it now um but yeah i mean there was a lot of stuff um there was a lot of stuff that um 
we saw that we covered most of the stuff we covered was and here's the thing i was gonna say this is the problem i was gonna save the tpe talk until after what i really wanted to cover tonight and now we got it yeah and now here we are so um but first of all actually before we get too far into the show what are you smoking tonight um so my good friend stace who i reconnected with today uh uh, in Charlotte, I hadn't seen him in a while. Uh, we had an afternoon kind of smoking herf, and uh, he gifted me the Todos Los Dias uh, Mas Fuerte uh, Thick Lonsdale, which has just been re-released by Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust uh, as part of their like archive series. So this is this is right out of the box that he, he and Stace is a big Dunbarton guy, and he uh, secured a box today and cracked it open right in front of me and gave me one of these and. Um, so I'm going to smoke, and I do, this is a former, uh, countdown cigar. It's been on my countdown before, so nice. it's an excellent cigar, so I'm really looking forward to it. And I'm, of course, I'm going to be using my Cigar Blondie cutter and lighter, uh, to, to prepare for the cigar experience and fire it up, so. I got the I'll chrome set, William's got the black set, Yep. double guillotine cutter, the sleek and sexy flat blade flame, only available at cigarblondie.com. You know, um, I'm actually using this lighter a lot now. I just love the, the again, the, that that fan jet flame. To me, it's just perfect. I uh, really enjoy using it. It's kind of a very, it's kind of gives you a jet flame and a soft, it's a jet flame that acts like a soft flame. And that's what I love about this. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, it really yeah. is. I really like the, uh, the performance of it. I do. Now, oh, excuse me. Excuse me. I'm very sorry for the yawn. Um, it has been a, a long week. Um, now, as much as we love our friends at Cigar Blondie, and they are the official cutter and lighter of both the Smoke and Tobacco Show and the Spare Note series, I did, for the sake of the conversation of what we inevitably started talking about earlier than I wanted to, a couple of the new products. I didn't. I don't have all of them on hand because everything's kind of all over the place right now. I still haven't fully unpacked. Uh, but I have a couple of new things. I have um, Palio's new lighter that they debuted at the show. Their three torch lighter, this giant tank yep. on the bottom, the flip down uh-huh. lid, uh, as well as the Dissum. Now the Dissum lighter is the one you may have seen it in. It's I, I, there's a soft flame and there's a torch version. Now I don't have the soft flame. Um, I have the torch one here, as you can see. But the the thing with these are is these were designed to be used upside down. Now they also so make a soft. Right, for pipes. Um, yeah. And there's a soft flame version that will light upside down. And most people know a lot of lighters, you, you can't do that. So these were spe- specially designed uh, for that function. And these were some of the new uh, lighters that we saw at TPE. And I, I brought some home um, yeah. courtesy of hey, what uh, is, our friends at Quality Importers. We're not just there for the cigars. We're there for the accessories as well. You know, it's funny. Uh, I had this <laughs> conversation with Charlie Minato of Halfwheel.com um, and, and Patrick Wigreed of half wheel and who were both at TP and I had separate conversations with Ethan jump with each of them. And, but Charlie said at first, he's like, you know, to be honest with you, he's like the biggest, the biggest attraction for us, um, is the accessories. You know, Vissel had a bunch of new products. Quality importers had some new stuff. Um, you know, yeah, they've done a very good job with their accessory covery over the years too. Yeah. I talked to them. Yeah, they really have. And I feel like it's something that a lot of people find more interesting because yeah. it's like, oh, here's another new cigar with Nicaraguan tobacco in it. That's cool. Uh, but you see these, like, lighters, and you're like, oh, cool. What is that? 
It's got like yeah. three burners in it. Oh, oh that looks cool. Or, like, oh shit, that lighter goes upside down. Like, oh, I like I try that. Yeah. And you know, you see these things and, and I feel like there's more of a an appeal to the accessories than there are just a new cigar in a box. Yeah. I got to say look, I watched your inter- I watched some of your interviews. I haven't watched them all yet. Yeah. The best one I you did was the one with Les Man. To me, oh, that was yeah, but here's why. You talked about the products. You got into the products. You showed the products. And it was right. like a lot of these, a lot of these interviews, it's not your fault, right? But I want to see product stuff, right? Because I'm the geek. I want to see the product stuff. That was what I wanted. That's what I like to see. And I didn't, I didn't want – in fairness, I haven't watched Joe's interview yet. Or, or wherever, who did you interview? I did it with Michael Genie. Okay. So I haven't watched that one yet. So, But I'm sure he kind of went through – I've been through a booth with him as well. And I think it's very important with the accessory products. They really talk about their products, right? So, Absolutely. And, and, and that's yeah. another one, SD DuPont. I mean, obviously, they don't give out samples of their products. But uh, we, we, have, I tried. We, yeah. we, we have a lot of their products. And, and some of the products uh, that were new at the show, we do own. Um, you know, we, we, we actually own a Line 2 Gold Dust that debuted at PCA and recently shipped, uh, which was on display at TPE. Uh, I, Howie I rolls. I, I don't have it with me. It's not mine. Howie rolls. No, it's not coop. It's not how I roll. It's how my wife rolls. That's her lighter. That That's has, a, absolute, has nothing true. to do with me. That's my wife's lighter. It is not mine. <laughs> and, and don't let him touch it, Nicole, under any circumstances. Right? That's your lighter. That good for you, Nicole. <laughs> yeah. Deserve it. And look, she chimed in. She's like, "You mean I own it? No, she does. That's her lighter. Yeah, that's that's I, her I, lighter. You heard it. You heard it here on the Spare Notes series, here, guys. If, you, if he makes any claim to that lighter, you point to this episode, Nicole's lighter. So you know what's well, funny? He's well earned it. Yes. You know what's funny? You know what's funny when I get a new toy? She's like, "Well, you know, it's, it's you know, everything's both of ours." And then she gets a lighter. And she's like, oh, I, "I own that lighter." It's like, oh, it's funny <laughs> how it changes. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, no, but I mean, uh, that's that's the only one we have that's new. But it is yeah. cool. Uh, it's limited to 150 pieces. Uh, they're all made in France, uh, in pa- Paris, France. Um, the other ones we saw was um, St. Dupont loves Paris, which is a beautiful very set. beautiful oh. set. I wish I could afford it. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. That was I love. Amazing. I love Paris and that Arc de Triomphe. Uh, now, I got a question. That whole bridge thing that they had to display, is that part of what you get? Yes. That Les, is cool. Les made that very clear. You, okay. It's not, I, just, I, it's not just a display for the trade show. I, you buy that lighter, you get that whole thing. I love it. I love it. I think that was – and I thought that was what, what he said in the interview, but I wasn't 100 – that's why I'm asking that. I still wasn't 100% sure when I got the press. That is – I mean, it's just – it's awesome. It is really cool because you could display that thing you on a, on a mantle or something. It's really nice. And Nicole reminded me – sorry. Yawn. Sorry. Uh, I didn't have an afternoon coffee. Uh, Nicole reminded me. There's also one with a pen too. So I believe with the, du- with the DuPont Loves Paris – uh, you, yes. There is the lighter, but th- there's a pen that it's a matching yep. pen to set, similar to some of the other ones. Like, like for example, uh, our friend Kevin Acuff, um, he owns the Dupont Line Two Space Odyssey, and he wow. only he only owns the the lighter. But in that lighter you set, get, you, there's a pen, um, there's a cutter, I believe. It's it's a whole set. Uh, so the one thing with Dupont, and I I talked with them about this. Um, at the trade show is, you know, they're, they're trying to, they're trying to reach their audiences outside of just the tobacco industry, because I think a lot of us know DuPont for 
cutters and lighters. Uh, but DuPont makes, um, and there's a market for it, they make a lot of high-end quality pens, which, you know, especially executives, uh, you know, white-collar executives, you know, pens of that caliber are, like, you know, a yeah. huge deal. It's like, it's, like, it's like one of us having a line, too. One of them would have a DuPont pen that sits on a display on their desk, and they only use it to sign official documents. Shit like that. Yeah. They also make yeah. a lot of leather goods. They make leather bags and, like, leather briefcases. and So they make a lot of other products outside of just cigar-related or cigarette-related uh, any tobacco-related accessories. And I know that's something that they said they're trying to work more on pushing those products as well. Yeah. Um, I agree. I, they they just do great theme stuff. I love watching what the themes they come up with. Every, and that Paris one really looked nice. I mean, I was like w- a little out of my price range, but uh, but very nice. I feel like every trade show, they show up with something like that. Like last year's not um, – PCA twenty one was the Space Odyssey. Space Odyssey, yeah. And we, uh, you know, as I said, Kevin has the as the line two lighter. Um, right. I can't remember what we saw at PCA twenty two. Uh, I actually, I, th- I don't think they had anything like that. I think it was mostly the gold dust. They had the Legrands that that now they added the perfect ping to. Uh, but then TPE loves loves Paris. There it is yeah. again. So, and I bet you we'll still see that at PCA later this year. Whether or not they have another set like that, I don't know. I think maybe they might just try to highlight that. Um, but yeah, you're right. I mean, there's just the stuff they come up with. It's Dupont is just a different thing. I mean, yeah, it's QI, another level. Yeah, Zycar, Palio, Vissel, all the great stuff, great products, great people, uh, everyday stuff. But Dupont, when it comes to Dupont, whether you think it's overpriced and it's not for you, that's fine. Uh, but if you really admire it for what it is. Um, like myself and Coop, like it really is. It's it's just it's a different it's it's just a different level, and it's it's more, it's more of an art piece. Um, it really is. But I'll tell you, if 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 you have one of their products and you do use it daily, um, you know it, it is reliable. I mean, you get what you pay for, is what else? I, I mean, I, it lasts. I, I mean, <laughs> I have a mini jet lighter. Um. And I don't leave the house with it, unfortunately. I'm afraid I'll lose it because yeah, it's still. It's, I know it's not the most expensive one, but it's still not cheap. So I have a Maxi so jet right here. Yep, one of the one yeah, of they, the p- most popular lighters from Dupont, mostly because it's not four digits. But yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, they make great stuff. So thank you for Absolute. bringing up Dupont. I mean, it's no, that was good I because I really, like I said, I, I. A lot of, you know, and, and I know it's tough at, like, some of these shows where there's not a lot of products being released, but I'm really, want, like, I really want, I, I want to get a product dive, and I think with the accessories, I, I can kind of cover a cigar, right, without, um, how can I put it, without seeing, what, I could go through pictures, but I think with the accessory products, it's important to kind of have someone really walk through those. So right. that's why I thought that was really good, and I and I'm glad that Dupont was covered this year, and I'm looking forward to watching the quality importers one with, with Michael. Yeah, we try to we try to cover Dupont at every trade show. Um, we missed them at PCA last year, and I, we felt horrible. Yeah, that was the first time we missed them. Yeah, and and honestly, it, it's a shame because they they had some they just they had some cool stuff at the booth. And, yeah, yeah. And I have did. to give another shout out to Les Mann. You know, Les is, um, yeah, he's been in this industry a long time. You know, one of the best. He, he's one of the best. Uh, uh, he he he's a he's a good friend. Uh, he's always taking care of us whenever we you know we've needed help or information or whatever. Um, oh yeah. He he has been just uh, just so amazing uh, to the media 
at the trade shows always gives us so much time uh it just i can't thank him enough for that because it it, i mean it means a lot you know and he's worked with other companies too he's worked with colibri uh he's worked with dupont before um Mm -hmm. and now now that they're with coles of london he's back with dupont again so uh he's he's been around he knows his stuff um he's a great guy he really is absolutely absolutely uh he was a huge when he was with colibri it's just not been the same since he's left Calibri. I'll be completely transparent on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. He went, he, uh, yeah, no. So uh, he introduced me to Jimmy Muito, uh, and Jimmy is now the product design lead over at um, Quality Importers. So, mm-hmm. um, and you know, Jimmy was our liaison for a long time at Quality Importers before Michael and Joe came in there. So, because uh, Jimmy was kind of filling that role for a while. And we interviewed Jimmy like last year. Great guy. He gets it because. He's really the guy who kind of uh, he's the product manager. So I mean, everything goes through him, uh, with, as far as innovation goes. And it's funny, I was, I was spending some time with Joe Grow, um, formerly of Drew Estate, now of Quality Importers, uh, at TP uh, outside the show floor. We were just kind of you know hanging out at the bar one night, and um, I, the first thing I said to him was like, "So, uh, what do you guys got the dream team going on? You got you, you got Michael, and." You know, and it's just quality importers is gonna have a good year. I I am waiting for the Michael Giannini Wizards and Warriors release, mm-hmm. or you know, time it's, travel it, series. It's coming. Like, it's, it's coming. You know, it's coming. You, you know, know it's, it's gonna be this themed. This, and what I'm saying is, I'm kind of joking a little, but there's gonna be some theme he's gonna put together, and he's gonna build a line of accessories around it, and it's gonna be spectacular when it happens. So, uh, yeah, they're they're gonna have a big year. I'm very they excited. Are. I think PCA, I you're going to see a splash. Yeah, I, you're going to see Michael's creativity. Uh, I'm sure that creativity is starting already being overdrive. So. Oh, yeah. Anyone who didn't really have anything big and flashy at TPE, which there wasn't uh, like a shit ton of that, if they didn't, it's coming at PCA. I can tell you that right now. Anyone who you didn't see us interview, it's probably because they didn't have anything new. We tried to really only cover what was new at the trade show. Um, and again, there wasn't a whole lot of it, but, uh, that was kind of our focus just to make the show easier for us. Um, there was some new stuff. There was some interesting stuff. Um, I mean, it's, again, it's never as crazy as PCA, but I'll tell you, whoever didn't show you something, it's, it, it, they got something for PCA. And this is something that we've talked about, you know, for a little while is, is we continue to see these big projects that a lot of companies and blenders and so on and so forth that have been working on since 2020 when the pandemic happened because when people weren't out traveling around couldn't do anything they were either people who went down to the factory when they were open or even whatever they were in there by themselves they spent time down there when they couldn't travel working on blends or they were here working on blends or they were here working on designs. I mean, yep. look at United cigar, look at how many things that they've come up with. Look at all the, look at all the innovations that, um, you know, Nelson Alfonso's done. We saw the, we saw at the trade show last year, we saw uh, a whole bunch of concepts out Alfonso. Alfonso was a line. I think that was birthed from, you know, probably not just the pandemic. I mean, that, they've probably been working on since before that. But, well, but just I know it's been worked on a while, yeah. But but still, like, I, I, I know from conversations with people during that pandemic time, I think he was stuck in Spain. He spent a lot of time working on different things. He did. 
that's what I was told. He just well, he spent all that time working on designs and concepts and stuff. And you know, years go by, and you you know you bring that stuff to market, and we're finally seeing it. You know, where this is three years later. It's 2023. That pandemic started March of 2020. So three years later, you know, we're really seeing like the fruition of a lot of stuff that was conceptualized when people were like they couldn't travel. So what were they doing? They would come up with ideas. Well, what do we work on? And I think that's what you're going to see at PCA this year. We saw yeah. it last year. I think you're going to see it again this year. So one thing I didn't see, right, and it wasn't talked about by much of the cigar media, mm-hmm. was, you know, going into this show, this was the rebrand of, from Tobacco Plus Expo to Total, Total Product, Product Expo. Expo. Where was – and I was my question was, where was all these candy and soda companies and convenience store items? From what I understand – they laid an egg with that, and they didn't get a lot of companies attracted to that. It, it, and that's that was my understanding of from talking to several people. Um, yeah, to be honest, with, I mean, look, here's the thing. I stayed on the red carpet, and for those who don't know, the red right. carpet is the premium cigar area, and the blue carpet uh-uh. is everything else. I stayed right. on the red carpet as much as I could. Now, there was a point when Nicole took like 20 minutes with another girl that we know from a brand that we know very well, and the two of them kind of took a break and went off and kind of like poked around. Um, but other than that, like we really didn't venture through it. And I didn't see I didn't see that stuff. I only saw like Delta 8, CBD, vape, uh, alternative tobacco stuff. Like I didn't see like food and beverage. Now, unless it was in like the way back because it was new. No, it, from what I understand, it wasn't a lot of it. Like this, it didn't really attract, I don't think, what they – expect that what they thought it was to me that was like okay i guess the way i looked at it, that was a big deal that they touted themselves on and i wanted to see how they lived up to it and, and to me it seems like it didn't and no one really talked about it and it's interesting because on the show that you and aaron loomis did the week yeah. before aaron had said like you know developing palettes is not just about cigars it's about you know anything with the palate and taste so like yep. he was like yeah like i want to see those products and like i'll check those out because i mean it's developing palettes developing cigars yeah yeah and i don't think th- i don't think they really found much over there well it was to me i think a story is that if tp was trying to move away from like i don't want to say move away but expand the horizons this first year wasn't very successful at it. It's still, this was very much a, a tobacco and alternative tobacco type of show, and I, it makes me wonder: is this is this, are these companies staying away because it's this type of show, right? That they don't want to be associated with. So, the other hand, we give TP another year or two to see if they can build that piece up. Um, I don't know the answer to that. I just know that that was a big thing. They made a big deal about. And to me, coming out of it, it seemed like, no, it, it really didn't show didn't expand like everyone thought it was going to expand. The only food I saw on the trade show floor was the Papa John's pizza that Nicole and I ate on the first day. Yeah. <laughs> that was yeah. it. I mean, it wasn't like... No, no. There wasn't uh, yeah, anything now, there. Yeah. Now, another question I have, and no one's coming... Not a lot of people coming out and saying this. To, you know, every year, they'll say, this was a great show. The show, the show took a step level up, right? Every year... This year, I kind of no one really came out and said it. The show wasn't a dud, right? No. But the show wasn't the best show. It wasn't. It, it was. I mean, th- that's what I'm hearing from traffic and from orders. I mean, I'm, I've talked to enough people. Like I heard Saka talk about this. Um, 
he was on Aaron's show Monday. Saka kind of said it was not a, it was not what they were expecting. So they, you know, it, 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 to me, it wasn't a dud. Like I don't think they laid an egg, but this year for whatever reason, TPE might have flattened off or maybe went down a bit this year. Well, Nicole hit it right here, and I think it's because of the pro cigar conflict. I think that having think that so. at the well, same time, well, I think that there is truth that there is so, that in some ways there was some kind of conflict between having pro cigar and TP at the same time because, look, there was a lot of key people missing from manufacturers, and I'm sure yeah. that there was a small percentage of people who would have otherwise been a TPE who decided I'll go to pro cigar instead. Yeah, but it's usually like pro score only attracts about five or six hundred people to begin with, right? It, it's bigger because there's people who come from like the in, like more of the companies. But the the conflict with pro cigar really was more problematic for folks like us. That's who had the biggest conflict, right? Because really, your sales and distribution teams can handle can handle TPE, and your production guys handle pro cigar. There is a little overlap. Now, what I will say, maybe Nicole's on to this. This is maybe what she's, what maybe she's coming from. Some of the, the star power was not there. The star power was not there at all. Um, so, because I'll tell you, Pro Cigar, the 11 members held firm. They were staying, they were supporting Pro Cigar. And I'll tell you something. They, I'm going to, I'm not going to name, several people were very unhappy with, with, with for doing what they did. On the pro cigar end, because they feel like this has been this festival has been the same week every year for 15 years, so they and were, it's a big deal. Were, pro cigar is a big it deal. It was a it, look, and they were just they were they were very very vocal about it to me, um, and it wasn't just one; it was many. Well, so he, so here's the thing, here's the thing yeah. with TP. Arturo Fuente normally doesn't go. They had a small booth there this year next to Manny Arte. Okay. Carl, Carlito went once because he got an award. That's why he went. Right. Probably wouldn't have gone even if it wasn't Pro Cigar. Um, LaFleur Dominicana, yeah. they don't go to TPE. They John don't go, Carney they don't go has to said all. this publicly. They, they've they never attended. They do not attend TPE. They're Carlito up. said the same thing to me too, yep. The Newmans had a booth. They've been there in the past. Drew was the only Newman there that I saw. But like the, but they have they have products that work for T like they have products that you could gear correct you know like quorum quorum so it makes sense for them yeah makes Factory sense for them throwouts yeah. yes yes yeah. um Trader Jack yeah but you know they also have enough people they sent Drew to TPE and the, I think the rest were in the Dominican Eric, okay Eric was in the Dominican yep okay Casada I don't think goes to TPE. So they don't play in that space. Yeah, they, they don't play there, and they're a big part of Pro Cigar. So that, I mean, that's that. EP Carrillo. Now, I know that the family was at Pro Cigar. I don't know if I don't remember them being at TPE last year, and I don't know if they've been there in the past before that. But they had a booth at TPE this year, which was interesting. But obviously, all of them were down at you know Ernie and Lisette. They were down and no, Pro Lizette Cigar wasn't there. Like was she was Ernie who was down. I didn't see Lisette. Oh, Ernie okay. was down there. And I was on Ernie's flight going back, so but was that may have just stayed back to man like operations in Miami? Sure, it makes some sense. Sure, yeah, whatever. Yeah. But you know, yeah, Ernie was at Pro Cigar. Ernie was at where he should be. He's, yep. Now we go to the Davidoff booth. Who's not at the Davidoff booth? Dylan. Well, he wasn't, but who who else? Who's normally in the 
Davidoff booth. Oh, that's right. I don't think you know this because you don't go to TPE. So normally at TPE, there's another brand that shares the space with Davidoff. Ferry Otago. Herclots. Yeah, so her not there Herclots. because Herclots has but, but, a big but Brandon, role at Pro but Cigar. Brand Brendan was yeah, there. Brendan was there. Brendan was there, yeah. and we saw Brendan, which is always great. Yeah. But again, but that's another. Michael is not pro, not at TP, which Michael's he normally very is tied with, yeah. because he's very tied with Pro Cigar. Yeah. So it's like again, yeah. There's another example. Um, he's the auctioneer. Yeah. He, he that's that's a big deal for him. So of course he's gonna go to Pro Cigar. He's not gonna go to TP. Um, you know, who else? Uh, who who else does uh? I think PDR. I was, yeah, was, was going to say PDR. But he sent, but he sent his sales team there. He sent his sales team there. Irv was there. Uh, Irv was there. Yeah, Ir Irv was there. Um, and Irv was a pro cigar last year. But so, again, but Abe's Abe, not Abe. there because he's doing pro cigar. So it's like there's another, you know. So to to your point, to your point, like yeah, like all the star power was that pro cigar where it should be. Yeah. I mean, yeah. people pay that money to go to the pro cigar festival. Um, you know, they 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 want to see Abe Flores. They want to see Carlos yeah. Fuente. They want to see you know Ernie Carrillo. They 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 they, they don't they don't go there to see like oh this is the the president of sales like they don't give a fuck about that. They pay three or four grand to get down there and go. They want to see the names. And I agree. I agree. I agree. Yeah. JJ, sorry guys, but as a consumer, TPE is a nothing burger. Looking forward very much to the PCA coverage. Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> to his point, I mean, PCA is definitely a beefier show, no pun intended. Um, but uh, I mean, there's still there's still some stuff at TPE, but PCA is definitely the bigger. Um, of course. Yeah, I mean, I mean, <laughs> if anyone, you know, there will, like I said, I think I didn't get the information out of this trade show. That I wanted, and like I said, it even goes down to I can I can point fingers at the media, I can point fingers at, at companies, I can even point fingers at retailers, right? But I just, you know, there was so much that like I felt wasn't like there was a lot missing, like a lot of like I know what, what smoking tobacco's coverage is, but most of the coverage this year was personality driven. It wasn't product driven. I mean, do you think that's fair? Yeah. Yeah, and I'm not saying you didn't do it. I'm just saying I'm looking at a, a holistic type of view. And I don't know. I'm kind of worried about cigar media because this is not just a tea. I don't know what's what is going on over fell. there. You got piece sounds of my chair and. Did but your chair? Did your chair I, just break? A piece came off. I will see if my chair collapses. Cool, cool. <laughs> dude. You gotta lay uh, off those water burgers, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Come on, the chair started to break. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, but you know, it was um. This is not just a TPE problem. It's a problem I'm seeing at the PCA trade show too. Like, um, and and look, I I'll be honest. I think half of those coverage was lacking at, at at TPE this year. It was all wrapper binder filler this year with them. Um, and normally they do a good job of kind of giving me the vibe of the trade show. They didn't give me that this year. It was like wrapper binder filler. Here's some you know a couple of displays. Um, so, and I and I wonder if they're looking at this saying it's a lot of work to cover this show and PCA. You know. So, it, I mean, it is. It, it's a work to cover any trade show because there's a lot. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot yeah. going on, you know. And yeah. to your point, it's not like Pro Cigar. Pro Cigar is more of a lifestyle event, right, in a sense, where you yeah. know, you're, you're going to factory tours and you're, and you're seeing some stuff like that. You're not going to it's – not, it's, not it's not a place you go where you're covering, 
you know, 60 it, it, brands and what they have going on. I mean, you're going to look at, yeah. you know, 11 factories, and you're probably only going to half of them. Yeah. Well, not even that. You're going to, like, three. pick two out of – yeah, you pick two. You actually pick two, and that's all you get. <laughs> um, but there, it's a little different. Like, at Pro Sabor, you pick five, but that five half-day ones, you pick two all-day ones at uh, at, at Pro Sabor. Um, but like I said, there were things I didn't do a good job at, like, and, uh, I know next year I want to capture the vibe of some of these things that go on inside the fact. I tried to do a little bit of it, but I, I need to f- turn my attention to that. You know, like I, like the little, like that Lido f- food fest, right? I actually went on Facebook live with that and I got a lot of reaction to that. Like, and that was just something unique that Lido did at the factory that is different. What, with all the, with all the hanging that. tomahawks? Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't. Hey, talk go, about ahead, go, ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Let's go. Let's uh, get it. Let's no, get it over. Tell us no, about how magical about... it was. What? Tell us about how it magical was. it was. <laughs> it, it was. It was magical. But if I didn't put that video out there, I don't think it would have. People would have been able to understand it. Right. So I kind of when I started looking at that, I said these are things now. This will be my fourth pro cigar next year, and there's things I can go in and fix these things. Where I think next year it's going to be a little more. I, I'm going to. I'm going to use the video piece. But not necessarily to interview people, but to kind of show the a little bit of the vibe of because you you, you have to see it to understand it. And photos are nice; they don't give the like the same thing when I put the video up of Herklotz doing the um auction. Like if you if you have not seen Michael Herklotz do an auction before, you're missing out something. So does he do the speed talk? Little thing. He does, but it's not like overly fast forward it you know it's not overly fast it's it's at a decent level but he keeps it moving but he's a master at knowing when to raise the bids and when not to he is an abs he's got an and the other thing that michael does he gives a shit about every product that's up there he wants to make sure it's the best product and he, and he believes in those pro- he, he i know they they include him on you know looking at these products so he is not just he's believing in the products that are on there and he's auctioning them off and and he is phenomenal to watch yeah i mean michael's just got that personality and i think that's what makes him so special um and 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 it's worked for him in a sales role promotion role marketing role i mean he he does it all uh and it it works it's a very universal personality that he has yeah i'm gonna have a big recap article coming out and, and michael is one of the big stories of that article uh, and the other, I'm going to tell you the other two that are a big story. And it's, I know I spent time on the tour with them. The the Gomez sons. These kids, and they're kids to me, okay, because I'm older. These kids are absolutely the future of La Florida Americana. Oh, yeah. This company, Lito's, Lito's company is in great hands with those two. With those two. I mean, I'm, I have I have all the confidence. He has, he has done a great job at, at building Tony up to that level. Oh, yeah. And now I'm seeing the same thing with Lito Big and look, I saw the way they were walking around the gala events and the respect that the industry paid to them, and that's what really was I, the part that I saw. Seeing people go up to Lito Jr. talking about his cigar, like these are like, big name people going up to him. Um, so it was you see those types of things, and it's a very like I said, it's, a, it's a very unique event. Yeah, so I got to do a better job of capturing the vibe of this. Next I, year. I've I've spent some time one on one with with Junior and Tony. Um, I, I agree. And you know, um, you've spent more time with them probably than I have. So yeah, they 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 are they're amazing guys. Um, you know, I Lito and Inez should be very proud 
um, of those they kids. They did a. I said to Lito in the car. I said to him in the car, "You did a wonderful job with your boys." I, I did, and I said, "You know, I gave it Nez credit too, of course." They really have. They're they're so and I'll tell you good people. Yeah, and I'll tell you if, if something, God forbid, but if God forbid something happened to Lito tomorrow, that company would would not skip a beat, so to speak. I mean, I'm not saying it wouldn't be like bad. I mean, it would be, but no. but I I think like at this point, like Tony could pick it up and run. You know what I mean? I I think he's yeah. I think he's spent enough time with Lito and he's been in the factory yeah. and. He he, he could he could pick, yeah. it would it would be an adjustment for sure. I mean I'm not saying it's going to be like nothing, yeah. but he yeah. would be able to pick that company up and run, and yeah. um, and then he would you know continue to 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 groom his younger brother, um, who could be kind of in the role that he had with you know with senior. So yeah, I th- and then uh, I mean and then again this I know that there's a there's a little bit of a personal bias here and I don't shy away from it, but I mean. In all honesty, and I've said this to John, like, you know, dude, you're really good at your job. I, and I, I've spent time with Carney, you know, obviously personally a lot. And I, I've seen the way he does his job. I've seen the way he does his events. I've, I've You know, I've seen the way he is on the yep. phone and he handles his business and this and yep. that. And, you know, so, you I mean, you have them and you got you got Carney and vice president role who handles, you know, the sales and the operations and all the shit outside of the factory. Long he's time he's been in that role too. Long yeah. time, and he's and he's one of the youngest, if not the youngest, executive vice he may president. Be in that, I think nine years he's been in that role. I don't think it's a short time. No, he has spent a lot of time, and I know that the Gomez family considers him like one of their own. Um, yeah. He is not like an employee to them. He is like another son to Lito and Inez. Um, and you know, so that company is solid. And anyone who gives them shit because of their back orders that they have. They're not the only ones. They're not as big as some of these other factories, uh, but they do the best they can, and every fucking cigar they make, they sell it. They don't have anything sitting on the shelf. I've been to the office several times, and I remember the first time I went, I go, so where are those cigars? And John goes, there are none. We sold them. (laughs) We we don't have inventory that sits around. We sell everything we make. And, you know, you got to give it to LaFleur. And from what I hear from you mostly – their pro cigar presence, it's one of the best ones there. Lito, I mean, Lito's so hands-on. He, like, is out with on the buses helping people get loaded on. I mean, it's, he is there from start to finish. He's involved with every detail. He, According to Carney, and that's what Lito calls him. He calls him Carney, right? Yeah. According to Carney. Uh, hey, Carney. Goes, like, right, right. But according to uh, Carney, um, Lito spends, like, two or three months prepping for, the, for this. And they do two days. Because of the, they want to capture as many people as possible there, and I had I the reason why I went on day two, for the feast is, because uh, it was Ash Wednesday, I didn't want to go on Ash Wednesday, so I waited till Thursday. I forgot it was Ash Wednesday. Then I saw Mickey Peg walking around the first day with, with the ash. I'm like, what the fuck is on his phone? Like, well, I'll, I'll tell you Ash what, Wednesday. They, they don't they don't make it easy to go meatless at Pro Cigar. I'm gonna be really honest with you. Yes, I had meat on Ash Wednesday and Friday, but it was because I. Either that I was going to starve. So I was like... Well, you also went to all, Saga, yeah. so there's that, too. Oh, that's a whole... Uh, did you see the live video? <laughs> I we were, saw it. I saw everything. I didn't we had nothing. Were, everyone was calling you out on that one. Yeah, I, I was walking around TV. I, so, I, I'm i not even going to be shy. I said to everybody, I go, yeah, you could be like fucking Cigar Coop. He's down in the Dominican eating at Saga and having tomahawks with Lino Gomez. Like, he's living his best life. It, it was... <laughs> it was... It was pure... The, the Saga dinner... And Fred Rui was there, 
Christian Hudson, who's a retailer out of Missouri, was there. Uh, we had this doctor with us. Carney was there, we right? Had, Carney was there. And, you know, Carney and Fred, we just put everything in there. If Fred knows saga. Carney knows food. Just order. And they come out with 10 pounds of tomahawk steaks, right? And we didn't get enough. These were devoured. I mean, dev- every everything. Can, like, can the I sides ask, were devoured. Can I yeah. ask, did Carney eat two of those? He must have. I, you know, he he had a <laughs> dude. I know he can put food away. <laughs> oh man, that guy. I can tell you he, from experience. <laughs> we have these like we have these potatoes, and he's taking the potatoes and putting them on the salt boxes and smacking them, and he's like pounding down these potatoes, like you know, like they're pills, you know, like the little the little tiny round potatoes. Dude, like, <laughs> I've eaten that many, guy. I've eaten many a meal with John Carney, and let me tell you something. He knows how to order. He knows how to eat, and he knows how to put it away. And I don't say yeah. that like giving him shit. I'm like. I wish I could, I wish I could dine like John every day. I mean, he yeah. he eats like a yeah. king. He really does. That boy does not starve. He does not. He know and he oh. knows what to eat. He made he posted a thing for his the the golden party. He made saffron mashed potatoes. I'm like, potatoes. I'm like, dude. <laughs> like, and he's just like, yeah, it's just you know something I made. It's like, dude, that's like you know saffron mashed potatoes. It's like that's a that's a twenty dollar mashed potato. <laughs> can you can you imagine being like Miss? Can you imagine being Mrs. Carney? I don't know his wife. I've never met her. She seems very nice. She's very She's sweet. Like, what, what what a catch! I mean, the, the guy cooks like like unbelievable. Loves the well. Here's the thing, Mrs. Carney. Um. <laughs> Princess, as he calls her, um, uh-huh. is uh, she's vegan, so she doesn't eat any of the meat either. But but he, I, but he but, loves vegan food, John. Yeah. But I'll give him credit; he always thinks of her, and he always makes yeah, something yeah. that she can eat. And when he does, it's not even. Just, I'm just gonna make you like steamed broccoli. Like no, 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 no. No, no. He no. still makes her something sophisticated that she can eat. That's part of her diet. It's amazing. Yeah. And he's he's yeah, made yeah, some yeah. vegan stuff and showed me, and I'm like. Holy I bet shit! It's <laughs> oh, I bet it's amazing. It's like I said, yeah, it's not like steamed broccoli or a can of peas or something like that. Yeah, it's like... I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I've been very fortunate to eat a lot with John, as I said, both like at a restaurant and then like personally stuff that he's made. I don't like Brussels sprouts. Okay, I've tried them every. I've tried to make them. I've tr- I've eaten them at restaurants. I've eaten them. You know, I, I and I, I just they, they always suck. I I could eat, I could eat his Brussels sprouts all night, and he and I every time I see him, I'm like, "Are you making the Brussels sprouts?" And be like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah," and I'm like, "I'm just excited because it's like the only Brussels sprouts I like, and they're so good. I eat them anywhere else, and I'm like, I fucking hate them. They're just they're not good. I won't I won't eat Brussels sprouts if he doesn't make them. It's it, it it's just like one of those things, you know. We talk about food." I, I can't eat anyone else's Brussels sprouts. I've tried. I just, I, it, it, they never live up to the hype. And I have John's, and I'm like, dude, I just, we, we could just, I could just eat these all day. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, it is, it's amazing. And um, we get off on this food tangent with Carney, but it, it is. I mean, he, he, you know, you gotta remember, Carney's family has roots in the restaurant business. Yeah. So I mean, this yep. is nothing new. I mean, Carney's grown up. Yeah. In food, I mean, that's where he gets it from. And you have to understand what they're doing at Pro Cigar with these factory visits. They're making them more experiential. So it's not just, you know, you go to these factories, and it's great to see the rollers and the, the turning of the pallones, and we all love to see it. But they recognize you can't do, get people back every year and do the same thing. 
so everyone tries to make it a little more experiential. And Yolito brings in this feast, but you know it's combined with Latin music, and it's it's really something. It's it's a really like special thing. You go to Casada did a blending seminar in the factory, which was really innovative, and I went on that one. So it's these it's these little things that are very different, you know, um, that I think make this Pro Cigar and Pro Sabor. It's a little. It's 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 just not going on a factory tour, and there's nothing wrong with just going on a factory tour. But there's more to it with this, um, which is which is a beautiful. It's a beautiful thing to see. Um, I want to mention one thing more about Pro Cigar, um, and, and this is not a, you know, this was a this this my trip didn't end great, um, because I think everyone heard the news about Jose Blanco. Yeah. So um, I do know that Jose. By the way, uh, I, Jose's doing great. So I just want everyone to know, I, I talked to Jose today. He seems like he's back to himself. He's listening to the doctors and everything. He's not smoking. He's watching what he's eating. And, um, you know, so he's being careful. But he he gave us a real scare down there, uh, Matt. I, I, you know, I think you saw some of the messages I gave. I was very I, – I was shaken up when it happened. I got to be honest with you. You texted um, me, and, and I was like, oh, shit. And I well, didn't text him right away because he was doing his thing. But I, I, I have since talked to him, and he – he is doing good, he, and but and, and and he responded to every message that he got to or tried to. He was really, I didn't I didn't speak to him all week. I saw him on Saturday, you know, right before I went home. I did go to see him, and uh, he was getting out of the hospital, and you know he's going to be checking back into the hotel, and his son and daughter were going to be keeping an eye on him because I think Emma had to take Jasper back to school, so um so I you know I did and he looked a lot better than when I had seen him earlier in the week. So, but, uh, you know, he, I felt like I left him alone all week. We, I sent him a couple of messages and he always responded, but I did get to speak to him today. He was back to his old self. Um, but you know, he's, uh, I'm telling you, he was lucky. He was very lucky that Emma was there uh, when that happened. Absolutely. So, and he'll tell you he's very lucky. I think he's doing meet the professor tomorrow even. So, yeah, I think, I think, he I, is. I, I don't know. I don't know if that's a good idea, but you know what? Jose needs to, Jose needs to be Jose too. And he loves this industry. I know it probably pained him to miss two days of, of uh, pro cigar. But I, I mean, I was really, you know, I'm so glad he's okay. So uh, you know, he's my, he's our friend. Uh, but like I said, he's doing very well. People are asking, and I think uh, he's been posting a little more. So, but it, it kind of ended, had a little bit of an unfortunately tough end for me that trip. Yeah, I, I, I was worried about him, um, and, yeah. I, and it was, it was, it was hard because when I got the news. I was actually at a sit down. I was at a sit down with people in the industry, um, important people who know him, and I didn't want to say anything. So like, I'm sitting there with like these people, and I, I and you, and I got the message, and I just I was like, oh shit, and it just it, it overcame me. And everyone was like, what's going on? I'm like, I I just I got some troubling news, but I I can't talk about it. Um, and it, like everyone's like kind of like okay, and I'm like I'm sorry, I just it's it, it, I'm just, yeah. I just I just got caught off guard, but like I, I can't say anything. Well, I, want, I'm sorry. I figured you'd want to know, and I yeah. was, and I asked you to be discreet about it. Yeah, uh, they were being discreet about it. Yeah, um, yeah. So I I so. just remember being like, ah, oh, this kind of fucked my night because I'm like, yeah. oh my god, um, and uh, it just it took it took over me because I'm like, damn, like you know yeah. I, I love Jose so much. Um, and I'm just, I'm so happy that he's okay. Yeah. Um, and, and we talk a lot about the Fuentes, right? We know the Fuentes. Let me tell you, Emma told me the Fuentes were wonderful to her. Um, this goes from Carlito to Ciro to Jeremiah, who was, you know, not there. And Jeremiah is providing 
like emotional support for her. She could not thank them enough um, to me. I mean, so, you know, they that's that's again, that's how they roll. And uh, they were very protective of keeping Jose's privacy, too. And I understand that as well. So, yeah, you know, I um, I, uh, I I was I was I was just so like sh shocked by it too and then i'm just like you know and you, you kind of have to like you know put it away because like I, just, I can't focus on this all night because it, it's gonna eat at me and then it'll you know come out and i just don't want that but it was there, just like wow there were there are a few people i know he would want to know and i talked i contacted those people um within the first 24 hours um and i just kind of said hey just so you know this is going and then jose did go public with it right so once jose went public with it it was a little different he you know because he put something out there um, and he didn't have a heart attack. There was some confusion if he had a heart attack, but he had, a, you know, a pacemaker is a serious thing he had done. So, uh, you know, and there's, you know, there's risks. Anytime you have a pacemaker put in an infection and stuff like that, they have to keep an eye on him. You know, make sure it functions right. So, uh, he's been in the DR for a few weeks, and I think he should stay there for a few weeks too. He's got his, he's got his uh, older son and older daughter there, and they're taking great care of him. So, yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's great. Uh, I'm glad Jose's doing good. Um, the rest of your trip was great. The rest of our TPE trip was great. Um, you know, all things considered, there was we weren't all together. That's the that's the unfortunate thing. We we uh, you know, but that will change, I'm sure, next year. So yeah, hopefully it does. Um, yeah, the the TPE is going back to, I think I think it's January 29th to February 1st. So yeah, that's what way, I saw as way well. Way away from from Pro Cigar I, next from, year. This was look from what I understand. I'm not trying to beat TP up. This was a one-time move. They could not get the convention center the days they normally get it. True. Um. True. Now, did they? You know, could they have gotten another? Day? I don't know. You know, and in, in fairness, maybe they couldn't get other dates. You know, who knows if they tried to contact Pro Cigar? I don't know what the deal was with it. But um, it, like I said, in the end, I don't think the con I think the conflict, the biggest people had the conflict with the be honest was the media. I think the media was the number one conflict that was there. So, you know, Charlie had made the decision to cover TP. I made the decision to cover Pro Cigar. Um, and uh, I don't, I wouldn't change it. I mean, I'm telling you, if it's, if it's back to back again, I'll, I'll go. Now, if it's PCA, it's a different story. Uh, but that would never happen. I can tell you that. That would never happen with PCA. There's too many people high up in PCA who would not let that happen. So, oh, yeah. They would squash that in a second. Yeah. 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 Um, but uh, anyway, so my, my plan was to start the show with end of the year. With a year in a review, we, we end up doing the second half first, but which, that's okay. Which, which due to scheduling and promises to other people, we said we weren't going to cover until everyone yeah. was out. That took us yeah. to first week of February, but then uh, uh, we just weren't ready to do that quite yet. So this is – it is March, yeah. and I know this is like seems late in the game, but um, just due to scheduling and stuff like that and – we're just getting to it, it now, but we got to do it now so we can move on. So yeah, so so Matt, I want to address that for folks in the audience. So what was happening every year? We would do this recap show, and what happened is by the time we got to the recap show, we had rehashed this like four or five times with me, right? Because I'm I'm doing all these other shows, right? So we we put a lot into the show, and I think the decision was made by the whole team that we were going to just we have to do our thing on this show first. Now because there's other media outlets involved, like Aaron and these guys, they didn't finish up. They didn't finish up until after the halfway consensus. So it was it was it was by design, 
but you know, at the same time, we have to sometimes still protect our brands and stuff. So it wasn't like we were trying to sure. avoid it. So I, I, I'm, I'm grateful to everyone. I know Abe, we put it off with Abe as well. So um, I appreciate it. And I'm glad we're going to talk about it tonight. I'm excited about it. Yeah, I just, I wish Mitchell was here with us for it too. But um, I know that he's uh, he's not feeling very well. Uh, he, well, he, he's, yeah, let him get better. I mean, I'm sure he's going to have a lot to talk about with Alec Bradley. And we could, we'll save the Alec Bradley talk for the next one. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, and that's Alex a whole Bradley. show. Again. I know. Yeah. It's like, I, I, I'm like, how do we even know how to talk about it? I mean, it, it's there's, there's so much, there's so much on the docket. I mean, there's just there's so much has happened in the last couple of weeks. It is just, it, it's insane. Seventy-two yeah. and a half million dollars. Yeah. No farm, uh, no factory. I, I actually think we'll, we'll talk about it. I'll, but I actually understand why that happened. Why it went? Why? why I think I do too. I think I do too now. But at first glance, it was like holy shit. Holy it still shit. was a lot of money. It still was a lot of money. Um, so there's no doubt about it. I mean, and it, when the the question I got from everyone pro scar, hey Coop, what do you think my company's worth? I said I can't even determine what Alec Bradley's worth. You're gonna ask? I'm not a I'm not a, I'm not a guy who can just. I said there's there's companies that could do that a lot better than I can. You know, so yeah, you know. Yeah, so yeah, that that was uh, but that's what happened there. I was like, everyone's asking me, okay, you think I could get a hundred million? I'm like, I'm like, go for it. I'm like, <laughs> go for it. Um, so uh, yeah, we'll 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 save that. And we'll do a whole show just on the Alec Bradley situation. Um, yeah, just because that, yeah. that there there's a lot to unpack there. Um, and a there's, lot. There's a lot of like olive branch stuff to that too, which we'll get into. Yeah, I got. I'm gonna give Justin some crap for like he didn't offer anything that night to you. He gave you a nothing burger. Come on, Justin. You got to give Matt something. Wow. <laughs> Calling out Justin Andrews. I, look, and I know this. Look, I know there's certain things he couldn't talk about. I get that. But there's certain things he could talk about. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah, Mitchell, yeah. Mitchell's going to chime in on the comments on the end of the year stuff. He is with us, and uh, he's very excited. Okay, good, for, good. He's very excited yeah, for a Mitchell, buyout show. Mitchell needs to get <laughs> – Mitchell, take care of your health. We'll be here for you. Yeah, we're thinking of you. So yeah. Also, he did ask a question that I don't want to spend too much time on, but I just I want to bring this up. He did ask yep. you which was better, Puro Sabor or Pro Cigar? Pro Cigar. Okay. Um, but Pro Cigar is a more mature festival. It's been around longer. What I will say is two things. Puro Sabor that was my first one, but from talking to people who've been to many of them, they said it was the best one. It was it was very good. It's got a very intimate feel. It's smaller. Pro Cigar, got to give them credit. They made a lot of improvements this year. This, you know, you heard me go off on the seating situation at the galas. They fixed that this year. I mean, they, there was feedback that was given about hotels and stuff, and they really, really worked to accommodate us. So um, that's why they maintain their, their – that's why they maintain the excellence they've had at Pro Cigar. They, right. they really listen to the feedback, yeah. I, I can't thank them enough, yeah. Yeah, and um... – you know, it's uh, it seems to me like you got more out of Pro Cigar than Pure Sabor. I kind of already. Oh, uh, I got I got You know, I it's a different scenario, but um, I I don't think I'm gonna go to Pro Sabor next year, but probably a Coop team member will go. Okay. Uh, just because like it's gonna be too much to do, and to be honest with you, I'm very tied to the Pro Cigar people, so at least I, I like to think I am. So I know those folks. I not I know the folks who who sit on that. For a long time, I know most of those players for multiple years, so they know me. So it's 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 you know that's why I go to that one. 
Absolutely. Um, all right, so here we are, finally, end of the year stuff. Yeah. I've been, I've been itching to get into this conversation. Let's get it. Let's get into it, man. I'm like, I'm, I'm fired up. So, I know that first, first of all, there's my list, and there's your list. Now, I already know how you feel about my list, and I think we've even talked about it a little publicly. No, I mean, I don't, I, I don't think, I think, I think it's good that we have two different angles to come at the list here. Um. I would you talk about the scar to your list. You're talking about scar to your list. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it, and it's and that's that's good. If we had the same list, we're doing something wrong. No, like, no, 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 no. That's not what I mean. I mean, like, we, right. like we already know. Like, I know how you feel about my list, and you know how I feel about your list. Yeah, yeah. But outside of the two of us, everybody else. Um, first of all, you have Half Wheels Twenty Five, and then you have Half Wheels Consensus. You have the magazines, and then yep. you have the rest of our other online media peers. Um, and then there's a few other lists, I will say. Yeah. Um, that I know you've spoken about. Um, yeah. So I think we'll kind of circle back. We'll, we'll recap and end with our lists at the end. But let's start yeah. with everyone mm -hmm. else first. That's kind of where I was going. Okay. Okay. So let's just get the big ones out of the way. Cigar aficionado. Yeah. Cuba gets number uh, one again. I had no problem with it. That's okay. what they do. Yeah. Um, Expected. It's, it's a different. The first thing you gotta understand is this is the argument. Well, it's it's not new cigars. Well, it's a different type of list, and I think people try to make that list out to be something it's not. Right. So, um, you know, I mean, look, I'll be honest with you, Cubans are not ineligible on the coupe list. It's just hard to get on there because we can't get the releases. So right. I have no problem with it. I, I have no problem with it. If they say, you know, I didn't smoke that cigar, so like th this year I smoked it in the past. It's a good, very good cigar. Let me ask you a question, kind of circling back to the festivals really quick while we're on this topic for just a microsecond. Uh, yep. Would you add Festival del Habano to your list in the future? Yes. Yes. Uh, I it, it, Look, it, the problem is it's I can't do all the, at least because I still have a day job, I can't do it. Um, Festival del Habano was – I, I could go, right? The, the issue was um, I was advised based on the situation in Cuba when the tickets went on sale – it, this may not be the best place to go this year. Okay. So I, I decided to sit it out. Um, and, yeah, that was my call on that one. So it's – and it has a higher cost, but I absolutely would go – look, I think – by the way, I think Half Wheel did a tremendous job with their festival coverage and Festival mm. of Alano. That Brooks knocked it out of the park this year. I mean, deserves a lot of credit. Absolutely, yeah. Br Brooks yeah, is... well, well, if Brooks is was home run by Brooks this year, he he did a great job, yeah. Um, I agree. Uh, quick yeah. shout out to them. They, yeah, again, absolutely, did a absolutely. Fantastic it was job. A, yep, yep. Um, but okay. So anyway, I just wanted to bring that up really quick since we have our other conversation. Um, yep. So yeah, again, we expected. We you, you expect Matt Ties with a shout out Matt Ty. <laughs> How about that cigar? Um, How about that cigar? So, kind of expected. Rocky Patel sixty gets number two. Now that was a cigar that ranked high on my list and several other lists last year. So. I wasn't really shocked to see it up there. Um, and I think this is the second time that Rocky's gotten number two. Yep, the Sungaro and Maduro got it a few years ago. Um, uh, I wasn't as big a fan of this cigar as a lot of people were because it, was, it just I had inconsistencies with it. But look, this cigar made a lot of lists last year. It made your list. It was very high on your list last year. It was number three. So, uh, yeah, so I can't argue. I can't really argue that one either. And that was that, the 60 has been one of my favorite Rocky Patel cigars to date. Yeah, it really has. 
Yeah. Um, you know, Rocky's um, he's had a couple of really interesting cigars in the last five years that I've really enjoyed. You know, that you know newer stuff. Uh, but that's sixty, man. I mean, when I first had that, I was just like, damn. I mean, yeah. this is. This is probably my favorite Rocky release right now to date. Yeah. And uh, it, it still is. Uh, the DBS was okay. Uh, the white label was okay. I liked it. Uh, I, like, I, li- I don't mean like they were, eh. Like, they were good. I, I liked them. But I just, I kind of like keep going back to comparing them to the 60, and the 60 just, I felt was just so good um, that it was just kind of like, oh, it's d- good, but it's not as good as the 60. Bear and I thought the Disciple was better than the 60, and it was a similar blend. Bear and I were higher on the Disciple. That was just us, yeah. I'll be honest. I didn't. We had the, the Disciple. I think is the only one I haven't had yet. Uh, you need to you need to definitely get your hands on this. It's a it's a cigar I think you'll enjoy. Okay. If you like the sixty, I think you'll enjoy. It, but I've had more consistency with the Disciple, mm-hmm. and so is Bear. Yeah. That's good to know. Yeah. Um, cigar Journal. I actually it, it's just we're so late with this now. I forget well, who was Cigar Journal's number one. Uh, Cigar Journal number one. Uh, I'm gonna pull it up here because I do. I, it was, it was a surprise. Um, for sure, it was. Um, boy, Mitchell will probably beat us to it. I know Mitchell. Uh, will. it it was. Oh, it's just come on. Three, this, two, Mitchell, come on, dude. Uh, it was. Um, not showing up. Look at that. Oh, here it is. Um, he said Olmec oh. question mark or Padrone. Padron, uh, no, it wasn't Padron. No, Padron, Padron was, was Cigar Aficionado uh, last year. I don't think was Cigar Snob I, this year. Uh, it was the... Uh, I don't think Olmec got a number one. No, the number one cigar was the Padron. It wasn't Padron. It was the 95 Natural. I didn't agree with that one at all. That was it a was family the 95, 95 Natural. Yeah, I didn't agree with that one at all. Me either. I, journals list completely perplexed me. I gotta be honest with you. They had the Davidoff Winston Churchill LE at number two. I didn't um, like that cigar. Now they had, but but they had the sixty at three. So again, and then sixties in the top they, three. And then they had a surprise at four, and it's not a bad cigar. Uh, the Immenso seventy Sun Grown. The Immenso made my list, but it was like a twenty-four. Okay. So uh, and it was the Maduro. So um, you know. I there was some weird picks on their list though, like they had um, they just had some weird cigars on this list that made it that surprised me. Um, the I know Garofalo the Gar- made it. I didn't expect. I was just gonna say the Garofalo made it, which is made by um, Perdomo, which yep. I was happy uh, for Dave. Yeah, the principal the principal made it. Uh, that's a cigar. It's a U.S. company, but they have a big presence in Europe. Okay, that made the list. Um. And it went, here was the most interesting one. The American Double Robusto at 21, which was also number 20. That same cigar was number 21 on Coop. But the Cigar Journal one got a little more press, I guess. You know, everyone forgets the Coop rating was exactly the same on that one. But that's, that's you know, we're not Prince. So, um, so okay. Great Wall of China made it, too. That was the other one that people were screaming about, I heard, in Europe. Yeah. Um. So I mean, okay, an an interesting list with a questionable number one. Um, I didn't think that was Padron's best work. I gotta be honest with you. Look, I've had the the Family Reserve series is a great series. That ninety five was the weak link of the series. I'm sorry, it was the weak link. It was I agree. The, I don't like, think it. I don't think it was their their best. 
It wasn't. It wasn't a bad cigar, but it wasn't top twenty-five even in my book. So yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm with you on that one. So those those two lists, I remember when they came out, it was like, hmm, you know, it wasn't exciting. I, it was just kind of like I it's thought, what I it's what I, I expected to see. I thought Aficionado did a better list in journal this year. Usually it's the other way around, but I thought Aficionado beat them this year. If I had to look at the, the quality of the list, um, now but journal uses a different did, philosophy. Did you notice the trend with the CA list though? Uh, Churchill, 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 Churchill. Churchill. I really yeah. like Churchill's over there at CA. Yeah, um, that's interesting. Yeah, I like what Char Journal does. They use a two-year window, kind of like what I do. So I kind of like, they call it the best new cigars of the year. And they use a two-year window. I like what they did. It's just this year the list didn't really come out the way I would want it to come. But they do they do good work, cigar journalists. This is not the pick on them, but this was a this was a head scratcher. This list this year. Yeah, yeah. Um, and what was cigar snob? Cigar snob was the uh, it was I believe it was also a Padron. Mitchell um, said Olmec, but I don't think. I don't oh think no, no, Mitchell's right. Mitchell's right. It, it was the Olmec. He's right. They did get so Olmec the, did get number one with 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 cigar snob. They did. I forgot about that one. Yeah. Okay. He, I had that one. Yeah. Uh, they they got the number. I remember they they videoed the call and everything with that. Um, from Eric Calvino. Uh, I spent a lot of time with the cigar journal, uh, the cigar snob folks at uh both festivals, and they're great yep. folks. Uh. Olmac, I smoked Olmac with Nick a few weeks. It's a great cigar, but they had the Padron 1926 at number two, which uh, it's an older cigar. I don't, I don't understand Journal, uh, Journal and, and Sid Carfish and I can understand it a little. Cigar snob, it seems like what they have in the office, they just rate. I mean, it's, honestly, that's kind of it's the only logic I can put with their list sometimes. I I could see that. Yeah, I, I and I can see, see it too. Yeah, I can see it. I'm not, I'm just saying that's I think how they do it. Um. Okay, so those are the big three print. Uh, and then, no, then, then there's us, which are peons, yeah. But so, let's go down the line. Um, how about that cigar? Oh, they did a nice job. Nice job. Nice job. Uh, listen, Matt, their, first of all, that yeah. With their number one, they they had the Crux uh, Du Connoisseur number two, I believe. Is that what it was? Uh, the number four. Or number four. Sorry, number four. I had the number two as my number one in 2016. So that is a great line. And, and look, I knew Matt was I, – I should have remembered. Matt was smoking the shit out of them when I was up in Minnesota. So He was smoking them uh, at TPE too. Listen, it, look, the, the Crux de Connoisseur is if you have not had that cigar, um, you need to get that cigar. I, honestly, you need to get your hands on that cigar. And it's very, very good, that cigar. Um I think it's like I said. I think it's one of the best. Um, it was a very. Good, I thought Matt was gonna go with uh, Paladin de Saka number one, and he had it as number two, which was my number two. But I know Matt was really into the the Crux of Connoisseur. And it, by the way, it wasn't the only list that got number one on. So it wasn't. I, I think uh, Boston Jimmy had it number one as well. Well, Boston Jimmy, I think there's three separate lists, but yes. I yeah, but then we... he he did it. He did an overall, and I think the Crux won the overall. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because I remember I did see it somewhere else. You know, I think I think Jimmy had it. Um, yeah. I mean, Crux of Connoisseur is an epic line, guys. It's fantastic. And all four sides of smoke different. But they have a kind of a core DNA is what I'll just say. Yeah. Um, 
so we know what Jimmy's was. How about that cigar? Um, Jimmy's list we could talk about. We could talk about Jimmy's list later. He had a lot of head scratchers, how he did things. Yeah, but, but well, yeah. he did his he did his very differently. He did. His, yeah, he but definitely I, did his very I, differently. I, but I didn't agree. Like, there's some real like he had. Uh, we'll get. Let's. You want to do Jimmy's? Because I could talk about what we're talking about. Let's do it. Yeah, let's just do it. And okay, we so can move on to others. So I like I love Jimmy. Right, he's a good friend of mine. He's great. Um. He, but this was the problem I had with his list. He divides it up, and I do like how he, I like how he goes small, medium, large, right? But the way he kind of classifies these companies is head scratch me, right? But this is the one that really, really head scratch me. His, you know what his large cigar company of the year was? A cigar company. I'm sorry, his large, his large size cigar of the year was. What? You know, it was the Knuckle Sandwich Maduro. Okay. Espinosa. Okay. Yeah. Now, I, I remember. I, I, I don't, I, first of all, I don't think they're a large company, right? But this is where it got weird, um, because he had a he had a medium size list as well, like medium sized company. On, yeah, and at number ten on that list was a cigar called the Fair Warning Box Press Toro Rubido, which is a cigar for caravan cigars made by. Espinosa cigars. So how is Espinosa on the medium and the large list? Is my question. That didn't make sense to me. Yeah, I, I, yeah. You got it. You, I, you, 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 I, I, I don't understand it. I mean, unless he's counting Caravan, but Caravan's not even a, a large retail. They're a very small retailer. So, um, so there was a lot. Of, I said that this. I don't really. I I like the, the concept. What he's doing. I don't necessarily like what he chooses for small, medium, large company. Yeah, but what, I like the concept. I. I what, like did he have for, what, what did he have for small company? The small company of the year was um, Attic Series by West Tampa, which I did not smoke, so I can't comment on it. But West Tampa—that's a, a small, small company. company. That's yeah, yeah I, I, so that's I, I, on yeah, par. Yeah, yeah. That, that works. Yeah. yeah, I mean the critique I could level at Jimmy—that was a December release. You can't give a cigar to your based on a December release. That—that's the one thing I can hurl at that, saying I just don't think it makes sense. Save it for next year. Yeah, you know, see how that cigar's gonna smoke. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, yeah. It, that'll be eligible for our lists this year. Yeah. Um. Okay. So we covered Jimmy. Yeah. Um. The only other group that I know does multiple lists is Cigar Dojo, and their overall Cigar of the Year list was Liga Privada H99, which is a great cigar. I think it was number. four. Six or five on our list, but I could have saw that one coming. Uh, they do a lot with Drew Estate. Uh, um, that to me, that one, they they bent the rule with that one. I'm In what so, way? I told Eric it. In what I way? I said it on the show. That cigar was released like it. Okay, so it had a very limited release in 2018. Mm-hmm. Last year, they re- that cigar was released. In a limited fashion again last year in 2021. But with a wide they release. Reviewed it, but they reviewed it in 2021. Mm. And they loved it in 2021, but they put it on the 2022 list. And Eric told me they held it back. I'm like, it should have been on the 2021 list, right? It doesn't, it didn't make sense to me with that one. Um, It also felt like they tend to go for non limiteds. The 899s are still pretty hard to get, right? Mm hmm. On top of that, I didn't think it was a top 10 cigar. I mean, it was just me. I know you liked it, but I didn't think it was top 10. 
Yeah, I really enjoyed so, it. It's one of my, it's probably one of my favorite ligas to date, to be honest with you, out of all of them. Yeah. Um, not just like number nine TFT, like all the Unicos, anything that's called Liga Privada, uh, it's probably one of my favorites next to the ten. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then the the number nine is probably my third, which I used to yeah. love, but after having those two, I'm like, okay. But yeah, yeah I mean. I also, I mean, they do a lot of stuff with Drew Estate. Drew Estate makes cigars for them, um, so I could, you know, it was it just it was interesting. It they, was interesting. I'll say this: they tend to be. I mean, I just think they tend. I know they really like that cigar. I'll just, and according to what I heard, is like almost everyone had it on their list when they submitted the vote. So, and I and I do think they're fair. I mean, I've been on some shows and they bash Drew Estate on stuff, so. I'm gonna give them the benefit. Of that. I just didn't agree with the pick. Okay. Um, they had, but they they tend to always pick a couple of cigars that pique my interest. Like they had number five, the HVC selection number one, good cigar, good cigar, uh, good cigar. Yeah, and they they had the Casamagna Connecticut at eight. I thought it was good, very good. And they had the Alec Bradley Double Bore Leaf at nine, which I thought was good. It's a good cigar. Would you say then the Casamagna? The Casamagna Connecticut is fantastic. Yeah, fantastic. I smoked a lot of them last week. Then they had Cerberus at seven. I'm sorry, that was not one of the bigger Agonosa releases. No. So, yeah, I, that was yeah, a I'm miss. Sorry, that was. A, I love Terrence to total. death, but Cerberus, I just. Cerberus a, is really the a, only cigar that they've put out that I really like. Not enjoyed. Rare Leaf at first, as I've talked about, but Rare Leaf came back to me. Um, but Cerberus, just, it, it's a different. They're using that Corolla 2012. I'm going to give them – it's a little more of an experimental release. So I want to see them work with that leaf again. It just I don't think that blend it produced. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there's there's a couple of picks on there that are a little questionable as well. But, and again, everyone's list is going to be like that, and our lists are going to have stuff that's questionable to other people. So, well, I mean, it's all well, they, for interpretation. They gave they gave well your score of the year to Alfonso. Uh, yeah. That makes sense. Good, really, I mean, that was a fantastic pick. It was I'll also halfway as number one. And it was my number one. Yeah, I it was not mine, but it wasn't it wasn't eligible till this year. So, uh, and it's gonna look. I could tell you out of the gate that Alfonso is gonna be contending on my list, and the my father hundred años is gonna be contending on my list. Oh yeah, that I already knew. Yeah, those two are. Front, I haven't even put the reviews out, but I'm telling people they're front runners. And in addition to that, you and I both gave my father a factory of the year award this year. A well-deserved factory of the year. They had what a year they had. Jesus Christ! Uh, they shared yours. They didn't share mine. So, <laughs> I yeah, that smoke of tobacco is on the Sorry. way up and coops on the way down. But I, I, was, I got no sharing from them on that one. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Uh, yeah, sorry, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, but yeah, uh, no, I well, mean, yeah, look, we, they we, did. They had a hell of a year. I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to give them the award. I'm sure it'll be very. They're they're actually my father. They always treat us great at the show, so um, I'm looking forward to giving that award to them at the show this year. Yeah, you know, I, likewise, I uh, I feel the same way, and I'll, I'll be excited when when the team is there and we can we can present the awards. But um, yeah, it, it yeah, they just everything that they're doing for themselves, everything they're doing for you know ashton and other people and then i like to put this last pete. one in kind of its own category but everything they do for pete i mean fuck man i mean yeah. pete pete had a number three cigar on our list it came out of that factory t110 broadleaf which i know was you know that, oh, one, that yeah. one was a big one for you too yeah uh absolutely and i can tell you that he has got some stuff already it's contending 
very high on 2023. So, uh, you know, and I, again, I think that what I've seen the difference, though, um, I, I think whatever tobacco they're get, they, I think they've gotten better tobacco out of their farms. And I think they're working their pre-industry things a lot better. And I think it's showing on all the products. So, yeah. Go, go, yeah. I agree. I agree a lot. Um, yeah. The uh, what was I going to say? Um, what what are the lists? Uh, developing developing palettes had an interesting list. I um, I thought they did a solid job. Uh, what's that list? Um, they had two Tatawahis on their list, didn't they? They had a couple. Yeah, they they uh they gave Pete number one. I know. So Veracru Blue was um, number one. No, it wasn't Veracru Blue. It was that was the other one then. The, so what was number it one? It was the 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 Cohita. The Cohite uh, Capa Especial, which is a great cigar. I still have uh, a couple left. Yeah, those are good. Yeah, and and, and they gave Maria uh, Lucia number two, and they gave the yeah. Hundred Años by my father number three. Yeah, yeah, they did. And they they gave Fine and Rare number four, <laughs> which was your number one. Yep. Right after I gave it number one, it started showing up. It showed up on the halfway list. It showed up on the development palettes list. Right. Um. They are very tough reviewers, those guys. So when you get on that, like, like they are, they, they, I think half wheel and developer perhaps are the two toughest reviewers out there. Developer is brutal. I mean, they can be brutal on cigars. Um, so I actually thought Maria Lucia was gonna be their number one. They, I know they were very high on that cigar. And look, great cigar, look, great cigar by Luciano. That's what you need to be focusing on, Luciano. Forget the drama. Just focus on doing what you did with Maria Lucia. And Mas Ignis, which were two incredible releases this year. I agree. You know, drama aside, yeah. Luciano still makes some great, great cigars. The, the Developing Palace just yeah. killed that Casa Magna Connecticut a bit. Um, I didn't see that, yeah. but I know they kill everything. They yeah, they, they kill. Aaron Co. Uh, that's no, that's no special treatment. So, no, well, no, they they yeah. I was surprised. I mean, I was surprised that they killed it. Uh, but what's interesting is there were a couple of like. Some stuff on their list were killed by at least one. Like when you get down to the lower part of the list, you can find at least one reviewer who killed the cigar. So right. it was it was very hard to find a cigar where they all agreed on. Right. Um, yeah. The, so okay, and then let's get to the halfway list. So ha well, the two lists. So first, halfway's yeah. in in-house list, the top twenty-five, Alfonso number three. Um. Look, I actually saw Patrick uh, the day after they, like the Monday following. It was a consensus day. I was at the airport, and I went up to Patrick. I said, "Patrick, uh, you guys did a great job with that number one." Uh, and he, you know, I think they did. I think they did a nice job with their list this year. Um, I like the fact that their list wasn't all about. Um, I like the fact that their list wasn't like a, they tend to go with two, like these event only things they find and. Um, but I like that they had something. The Alfonso is a cigar you can get. It's not a cheap cigar, but you can get you that can get cigar. It. And uh, so I, I like that they did that. Uh, I did not agree with their number two or their number three or their number. Oh, I, I when they when you got the next the next three next four I didn't agree with, but then after that I liked it. I didn't agree with two, three, or four or five at all. That warp cigar wasn't that good. Yeah, I um. I was surprised with some of those in the top ten. I remember trying to call Here's some the, out, and I'm like, "Oh I, shit, really? Okay." I didn't even know that they did a Master Selection Series 2014 release, and I cover Cigar Media, and I cover well, 
Davidoff never talked about that cigar. It just they just threw it out there. Mm. They put uh, and and the master selections have made cupolas in the past. Some they had those out a few years ago, so I didn't know that they did this 2014 one. Yeah, Davidoff had a cigar on our list, and it was the limited edition 2022, the one they did with all three. Um, I have a review coming up of that one pretty soon. Yeah, I really really liked that cigar. I smoked a few of them. Um, th- th- it, it was really good, really really good. It really impressed me. And um, to, I mean, out of what they came out with, you know, more specifically their limiteds, I thought last year's Winston Churchill, that double perfecto, I thought it was horrible. Um, it just burned. That's like, the one that made cigar journals. Yeah, that's why I was surprised with that one. Burned like shit. Uh, the flavor was just not there. Um, just nothing about it was good. Yeah, and I know people go crazy for those when they come out. It's like, oh shit, you know. But uh, that one just it just didn't do it for me. It really did not. Um, yeah. But that that Davidoff Le twenty twenty two was great. Um, yeah, the master selection I did I didn't I didn't have, but um, I didn't know about it. <laughs> that was like yeah, but like you said, that was a quiet one. That one just kind of popped out of there. Yeah, they they just threw that out to the retailers, and if you you know that's. Kudos for them for finding it and putting it on. I just, when I see releases like that where there's no effort put in, I don't think it should be on a cigar to your list. Yeah. I, I, I think agree. when there's no effort, well, you're not going to put any effort into marketing that cigar. Um, To me, then it's like, well, people aren't going to know to look for, you know, it's, I'm not interested in giving you a diamond in the rough here. I'm interested in giving you top performing cigars that are somewhat accessible at your retailer. I agree. Yeah. Um, Looking at the half wheel consensus. No surprises. There were no surprises with the consensus. No. Joe Grow, yeah, Joe Grow called it with Saka Com and Omac, and uh, from the very beginning. So, as did uh, Mitchell. Uh, as did Mitchell. As if, yeah. Um, you know, it's just, I, I, and, and I and I knew. I mean, I said, look, Olmec's going to be high on that list. Saka's going to be on there at least two times. He got three, which I don't think has ever been done before. Three? Um, has he ever not done three? Sh- not sh- I'm not sure if anyone's gotten three on a consent. He had, he had, what do you call it? He had two in the top five. Saka Khan. No, no, three Khan. Three in the top five. It's Saka Khan. Bewitched. And Paladin. Yeah. Um, You know, this is, you know, the consensus, this is where if you're a person who is engaging with the media, you're going to get rewarded. And soccer engages with the media. And whether he sends people cigars or not, and he does, the reviewers like soccer, and they're going out and they're buying his cigars, and they're prioritizing them in reviews. So it's no secret, it's no surprise that he had three in the top five. It's That's what's going to happen. Um, you know, I'll be honest. If Espinosa sends out Knuckle Sandwich Abanos, the more media, they might have gotten challenged for that number one. They didn't. They didn't send a lot of media samples out of that cigar, uh, but people went and bought that because they bought into Guy Fieri. Yeah. So they, you know, what, they prioritized that. You know, General sends us cigars all year. They do. And I'm not saying, but what happens is I don't see those those prioritized. I go in first in first out order. Doesn't necessarily mean the order I publish the reviews, but that's how I when I do a review cycle, it's based on when it comes in, is when I smoke it. So I try to give equal time for the most part with it. 
Yeah, and it's funny because, look, General has some good cigars. And I never really had, see them pop up on lists. They had only one cigar that had a shot at my. They did all those 59 releases last year. They only had one cigar that was even trending to get on my list. And it was the Hoya de Monterey Black. That was the only one that had any shot to get on my list, and I missed it. So mm-hmm. they they have to figure out how to stop sticking. They have to figure out throwing stuff and hoping something sticks to the wall and just come up with a friggin' home run release that you could be really proud of and get behind. And and I think they did a little bit of that with Cohiba M the year before, but they didn't do that last year. Even though I had problems with the Cohiba M. I think they did that with Cohiba M. They didn't have that type of cigar this year. Yeah. Uh, I agree. And, um, you know, th- they launched a flavored cigar last year, a, a flavor of five of them. I, and I don't agree with Justin. That, f- that was a flop, Okay. Because they that cigar they for that price point, and it wasn't a bad cigar. They should have been selling the shit out of that cigar, where it's just people should have been going and flocking to buy those because they were good. They were good flavored cigars they had. Yeah, they were. Um, and I told Justin this, so I'm not. It's not something I'm saying. Oh, someone wants to go run until I had a ch- conversation with Justin about this in Nicaragua, about that flavor line. Yeah, Drew Estate, pretty quiet. Um, I think was Twenty Acre Farm even on the consensus? Uh, it was. H ninety nine was at eight, and the uh, right. Twenty Acre Farm was at eleven. Um, so a little quiet. You know, they didn't have the Joe Grow strategy of, you know, blitzing the media this year. They didn't use that. So I think that's what happened. They, you know, I think those cigars. If if I think if there were Twenty Acre Farm humidors sent out like to the media and. Tons of those boxes. I think that would have been higher. Same with the H ninety nine. I don't think they could have did that with the H ninety nine based on availability. But yeah, that's true. I agree. And I, but I, I I'm curious to see. And, and Drew Estate had some changes at the end of the year this year too. So yeah, yeah, um, no, but that's you know, I don't. You know what? I think they proved that they know how to win the consensus and didn't need to do it again. I mean, let's be real. I mean, Undercrown Ten was a great cigar, right? But um, I think it went over the top because Drew Estate really worked with the media. And then you're the Rackets number two the year before. You're the Rackets. You couldn't get it. It was an event-only cigar. Like, none of the, right. no one in the media would have had that cigar unless it was sent to them, right? So I think they proved they know how to manipulate the consensus. And I, 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 I don't have a problem. I like the approach they're taking now. Just just let their cigars perform as they may. I, I just would rather see that approach, so. Yeah, um, I think that I I already can see. I think the blackened is going to be big this year. Um, I, I I just I already see it. I I see that being a big one. Come, yeah. Uh, come, come award season time, and we'll see what else they release. I, I'm sure they got tricks up their sleeve for this year. Oh, I agree. I I totally agree with you on that. And and they cut a lot of skews last year, which I think you know they had to do for a lot of reasons, but also. You know, they want to keep coming out with new stuff. Well, you can't just keep coming out with new stuff and not getting rid of everything. So they got rid of a lot of SKUs. Yeah. So they made room for more releases in the years to come. Yes, they shed some weight, and the, some, but I think that they also made more availability for the future of new new releases. That Freestyle I, I, Live, I mean, that's been huge for them. Look, they got company of the year, large company of the year by us, right? And you can't they what they've done with Freestyle Live... Could not be underestimated. They've done a great job at launching these cigars. 
Uh, they have a platform where they're, they, you know, they are now really working the consumer channel better than any other company out there. And their, their releases are being targeted around consumer events like barn smokers. Correct. So they did a great job as a company last year. And I look at how the company operates, and I think they had a great year last year. By the way, I heard the Coop Award was up in the booth. Or not the award, but they had something in the booth up on company mm-hmm. year. I think you told me. I think they you did. told me that. They did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Cigar Coop was in the booth. Yeah. Um, um, Cigar Coop wasn't there, but Cigar Coop was in the booth. Yeah, no, it, cool. no, I, I did, I, yeah, I saw, I saw Drew State over the weekend though beforehand. So no, I know. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that was interesting, but yeah. So overall, I mean, I think there was a lot of stuff that we saw coming, um, because look, there's a there's a handful of cigars that I think everyone kind of goes like everyone can agree like these cigars are gonna be hot, and they showed up on most lists. Okay. And yeah. then there's the and then there's just the wild card ones, and we mentioned some with Jimmy, we mentioned some with Half Wheel, we mentioned some with Dojo, and and there was just uh, there's always there's always those cigars that you're like, wow, where'd that come from? Um, yeah, I don't think it was the worst year for lists, but it definitely was a little more predictable, I think, than years past. No, um, look, I think the other thing is you saw the decline of the YouTubers this year with their lists. Yeah. Um, some guys just got off of YouTube. I get it. Um, you know, in the YouTube list, I would have loved to have seen a YouTube consensus because I think you would have saw some really strange cigars on on that, like Bocock Brothers. The YouTubers were all over the Bocock Brothers. Like, and I think their average cigars they're not bad. But I actually just recently smoked one. It's not bad, but YouTubers seem to love the Bocock Brothers. Yeah, you know that's a brand I have seen a lot of attention from from some of the smaller media guys. They, um, they they've never attempted to communicate with me once as a Bocock. I've never attempted. I I don't know how to same YouTubers. with us. Yeah, I mean, and I just then you have a Matt, we have fifty other companies who are knocking on our door. So I mean, the, the, I can't give them the attention like the fifty other companies who are really trying. And I'm not saying I'm giving them preference, but you know what? I, I at least want to try to review the scars of people who are communicating with us. So not I mean, they're gonna get they the make ratings. the effort, you have to as well. If they yeah, don't make the to. effort, then you can't because you're already like, making the effort to everyone else. Right, right. So, uh, you know, I encourage but Bocock Brothers, feel free to reach out to us if you want. Uh, if you're interested in us covering you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If you're not, then fine. We, we won't have to. We'll, we'll, if we can get to you, we get to you. That's how I look at it. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Um, was there anything else about lists that you wanted to point out that was kind of like, you know, different that you wanted to mention or whatever? No, I think we hit all the points with that. Um, you know, it was, you know, again, I think, uh, we both had pretty solid number ones. Uh, obviously, uh, your, uh, you know, Alfonso did make the consensus. I think you guys probably put it over the top with half wheel. Uh, and look, I think it was, uh. You know, I I think what I'll say is I know Cigar Authority didn't rate that number one, but it was kind of weird, right, that they didn't get, you know, I could, you know, and I know they gave Atabay number one, um, but I think their reasoning was it didn't come out in time, and I can understand that. You know, and same thing, it came out too late in the, it's when these come out too late in the year, it's hard to kind of do what you need to do to kind of 
prepped us as a number one cigar. So uh, I, I bet next year will be another story with that. Yeah, I am interested to see how Alfonso performs this year. I think Al- you're going to see it pop up on other lists again. I, you know, just, I know what's on your list already. I mean, when you have cigars like Atabe and Byron, right? It's very hard to do an encore. It's very hard to top that, right? They did. They did with, Al- with the Alfonso line. Mm-hmm. They absolutely did. That is a, an incredible job by Nelson Alfonso, uh, what he did delivering that cigar to market. It was, and it was a long time coming. And he waited, and you know he made sure it was. I'm, I'm telling you, they they went on fire with that one. I'm smoking a Ritos right now. I don't even know if I told you. No, I'm still finishing up my Lonsdale, uh, my thick Lonsdale, which is really good, by the way. Mm. Strong, nice, yeah, nice bold cigar. Yeah, I gotta get some of those. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, it it's it it is hard. It is hard, and. They've done extremely well. I know that they have more stuff they're working on, um, which there's more. Yeah, I mean, if you if you look at some of our trade show coverage, you'll get a glimpse into some of that stuff because they were showing future projects. They they were they were, and um, I know that I've I've seen some. I'll be careful with what I say, but I've seen some concepts. Yeah, I mean, there's even concepts that you saw that weren't at the trade show, right? So not, yeah. But, I mean, look, there's the Nelson line that's coming out. Mm-hmm. There's another release of the um, – uh, another extension of the Alfonso, another blend coming out with that. Those will show at the trade show. I don't think they're rushing those. I think you may not see those for another year. Yes, there there is there is what we saw. Um, we saw a glimpse of a, of a different blend of Alfonso. Yeah. Um, the Alfonso, where is I, I have some. Um, so the Alfonso that, that came out this year was definitely on the lighter side. Um, and it came, here's one. Um, has the, the white and the blue. There is an Alfonso that has a black and a red. That's more of a fuller bodied blend, which there right. was a glimpse at at the trade show. Um, yeah. There was also, there was an Atabay humidor that was dead center of the booth. Black, which they not which the white, not shipping. Black, yeah, that it had every Atabay in it. Every Atabay, I think it's five of each. Uh, that sounds right. Um, it's and five of that's, each size. That's, but I don't. But they also had a Byron one. Uh, not, a little different concept, but they. I don't think they released the Alfonso one because they didn't want to conflict it with the Byron one. So I kind of, you know, but they were showing these are the projects they have, and it kind of had a little more of an expo feel they had. But I think it still keeps, you know, I thought it was really a key strategy. With This is why United, again, I thought killed it at the trade show this year and selected tobacco. Is a, you know, you're trying to get customers into a luxury booth and you're saying, look, this is what we're doing now. But look what we got coming down the pipeline if yeah. you kind of bring us in. It yeah. was a real, it was a well executed. That's why United was my company of, of the trade show. No one else did that. I mean, it was just the booth was incredible. That's why they were um, my company of the year. They, I vote. They were very close. They, they finished a very close third, um, but you know, every my vote was only one fifth of it. So, um, but yeah, they were. Very, I mean, they were wor- totally worthy company of the year. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that um, you're going to continue to see more stuff from Selected. I think you're going to see more stuff being added just to the United umbrella. Uh, that yeah. is definitely a company that's that's on fire. Uh, I think that they still have momentum going into this year. I, I, I'm going to tell you this right now. Another prediction I have about United is I, 
I anticipate another brand being added to the portfolio. We saw Arnold Andre, Yaya uh, be added under the distribution. We saw them introduce Red Anchor in-house. Um, was there another no one? No doubt. I think, uh, that, I think that was all no, the I, I think, Yeah. Arnold I Andre was, was a huge move. I'll talk about that in a second, but finish your point, yeah. I, I just – well, my, my point just ends with – I and I think this year you'll see at least one more brand be added into the umbrella, whether it's like something United releases on their own or it's someone that they bring in to distribute. I think that you see – I think you see someone else. And I'm not saying that because I have any information. I, I don't know that. I did, no one has told me any information, to be clear. Just – making a prediction based on how well they've performed and the moves that yeah. they made in the last two years. I think they're going to continue that growth. And I, I, I bet you they try to get another brand under that umbrella to keep growing the company because I think it's a company that as long as they continue to do that and those cigars sell and, you know, their business is good, I think that they're going to continue growing and adding more and more brands and it'll become a bigger and bigger company. And it just seems like the path that they're on. And I think they're being well suited to do that. So, uh, time will tell, but I, that's my prediction for United. I think they just keep growing. They just, they seem like they're on a roll. Yeah, I mean, look, they, they they've talked about this, so it's public. They moved into a warehouse, so they have some big, they have bigger warehouse facility, that and they're too. gonna be able to accommodate this stuff. But the Arnold Andre move, I said it at the beginning of the year, that was a monster move they made. They've got the U.S. distribution. Arnold Andre is a giant, okay, and we're gonna and they only brought a small set of I think what they have. But here's the other thing, Matt. Pro Cigar added them as the 12th company to the Pro Cigar organization. That's a big move. They make cigars in the Dominican. They have a presence in the Dominican. So I think that was an unbelievable. And I got to meet the Arnold Andre guys back at the hotel. And I, I was talking to them. They're great guys. And I was congratulating them. Um, you know, because I thought when they announced they were going to do a 12th company, I got to be honest, I didn't think of Arnold Andre, and I should have. But I thought it might have been El Artista. I was wondering if it would be El Artista, right? Um, I could see that. I, think it, I could see it too, but Arnold Andre is a monster of a brand. Okay, so and Dave, Dave and United and Oliver, they have the distribute. They have the exclusive U.S. distribution for that. Right. We haven't. We're going to see a lot more from that. Trust me. That this is just the beginning of that. I agree. Yeah, I, re yeah. I agree. Um, yeah. I, I'm I'm excited to to see what else they do, and you know, and and it's funny because you get like the you have United as a whole, but then you have you know. United and then Selected Tobacco is really its own division. It's so big. It, it really, it, that different. was why I think that's why I think it lost company. United lost company of the year because I think a lot of people viewed them separate on that team. But that's but the trade show we kind of counted them as a joint. It was really it was United and Selected got a joint because they were very tied to the hip at the trade show. So, but I think when it came to company of the year, there was some some people thought maybe Selected did better than United. So on our team, so I think that's how that went. Yeah, we look at that purely as a company thing. We don't look at the distribution with that. Yeah, and I'm excited to see. Um, I'm I'm excited to see what uh, what what they present at PCA um, this year too. I, I I and I bet you we see another selected tobacco concept that's just there. One thing. Oh, there's something we're working on later. Yeah, I think Nelson may be the one they push this year. Possibly. So it sounds to me know, from last year like it was being shown as like, hey, like check this out. But I think you know Alfonso was released. It performed. It won awards. Okay, that one's out. Let's get Nelson going. And Nelson's a very different project than Alfonso. 
Um, Nelson's the it's, opposite. It's, it's, it's four different cigars, five different cigars. Yeah, but it's a more it's affordable. It's in an affordable luxury category. Kind of like Bandolero. Luxury. Correct. Yeah. Um, yeah. The Bandolero line, they, they, they tweaked a little bit and changed and kind of cleaned up a little bit, and I think that's done even better. Um, so, like, that's taken care of. Atabay and Byron, I think, are all set. Alfonso is all set. Now, adding, uh, like I said, I know I know that there is at least a concept, uh, and it's something I assume is, is coming down the line. Um, there is another extension to the Alfonso line that we did see. Um, and I'm sure maybe maybe we'll hear more about that this year. I think maybe this yeah. year they focus on Nelson, and then maybe they go, hey, next year, and then in 24, I think we see that 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 next branch off of Alfonso. Like, yeah. okay, now this is what we're pushing, and I think so on and so forth. Uh, that's how it'll go. I, I'm telling you, Atabay Maduro's coming, mm -hmm. right? This, and I have no information. But no information. I don't know anything. I don't know anything. I'm telling you, I don't know anything, Oliver. But when they did that NFT, they they kind of did those mock-ups. I think that was something planned. You know, I think there was something planned with that. So I don't think we'll see. We may not see it for a couple of years, but I think that's something in that pipeline. It would be, be crazy not to add another extension to Atabase. It that's their that's their flagship line. So why not put a Maduro into that Atabay? I mean, it's to me, it it makes all the sense in the world. And they don't have a selected doesn't have a really true Maduro, so it makes a lot of it makes all the sense in the world to do that for for uh, yes yes his market. Yeah, I I think so, and, and I think if they do it, they're gonna do a dark Maduro, not just like I a darker dark. or stronger. I think they go like dark, real real I, full. But I don't think they go bold. I think they come out with a very nuanced Maduro in the Atabay mold. So a milder Maduro is what I would expect from that. But very flavorful, something um, really Atabay, sweet. Yeah, really sweet, yeah. balanced, clean. Yeah. A lot more strength than the existing out of a line. Um, I don't know. But I I, 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 I feel gotta, like they go dark. I feel like they go really dark and sweet on it. I think they go dark and sweet, but I think it's mild and strange. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I just think yeah. So, but I think they need a Maduro as well. So. Um, but I think it's I don't think they're gonna do it quickly because they did sell those NFTs and I think they wanna let that ride the course for a while. I'm now, sure I bet you they do another NFT. I bet you they're gonna do another NFT Jay Davis says Adam and Byron like Diamond Crown need a Maximus type cigar that is bolder, but Coop is probably correct and I am wrong. Uh, see like that's that, that see like that's kinda like what I was saying. Yeah, Bandolero really is is probably the bolder, but it's not in the same category as Atabay and Byron. That you know, what I mean, I think Bandolero yeah. is a separate animal, but I think they need something that like that tier of luxury. They need that spite, like a, a Maximus type. I I agree with Jay. I, I I agree with Jay on that. Why is Jay man? You should be partying in Miami, man. Jay's here. <laughs> um, Mitchell's here. Mike's here. Skip's here. Uh, Barbara's here. Barbara and Kevin are here. The A cuffs are here. Uh, uh, hey, we uh, so I uh, we uh, this is the second time I saw this question come up. I, I did. Did you smoke the Santa Muerte Ray release? The Santa Muerte. Santa Muerte. Was it, wait, say that again. Which one? Saint Louis Ray or Santa Muerte? Santa Muerte Ray release. 
I smoked Santa Muerte, and I smoked, but I don't remember Santa Muerte Ray. The BLTC. Okay, that's the Santa Muerte. Yeah. Oh, uh, yes, yeah. I have. So yes, you, I have. I, I uh, haven't, but you have. I have. It's a very good cigar. It's a very good cigar. Uh, I think that you know, it's it's one of those like uh, small batch limiteds they have. Out I think it's. I think that's one of the ones they just announced, right? Isn't that new? I believe that was one of the ones they announced. Uh, I, they may have tweaked it a bit, um, but yeah, I, I love what Black Label's doing. I smoked their new SNR as well; it was really good. So, so yeah, um, Santa Morte just became a core line under. Um, that was so okay. Santa Morte. Now I'm correcting myself. It was a small battery. Now it's been added to their core line. Yeah, that's what it is. I forgot about uh, it for a second. I apologize, guys, who were asking about that. But I remember. Yeah, I haven't uh, had it, but I remember the cigar now. Coop, you have had it. Is what you're saying. I, I have, yeah, I have had it. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a very good cigar. Um, okay. Not, not, any, not anything I would take away from it. Um, and I'm glad, like James is, I think, rebuilding his core line on the black label right now. Uh, his like the, the problem with um, the problem with James's cigars, I think, is is limited. We're just overshadowing his core lines. So now he's looking at some of his limiteds and seeing where it makes sense to put them into uh, a core line. Um, and uh, Santa Morte first came out in 2016. So uh, they've kind of changed the banding and the packaging a bit on it. Uh, they put white white, white bands with black font on it. I, I think it's going to be a good addition to their portfolio. It's a very good cigar. I've had it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's on my list. Uh, the Corona Gorda is fantastic in that size, a 5.5 by 48. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah, yeah. Um. Anything else on end of the year stuff? No, I think we covered it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I I I just wanted to at least glaze over it. Uh, yeah. But I think we hit all the strong points. Yeah. No, I think we did too. Um. So I would say that's it. End of the year stuff is done. Finally. Um. We covered mostly TPE, uh, and the takeaways that we both had from it. We talked a little yep. bit about Pro Cigar. Um, now I know we're going to probably wait on the Alec Bradley stuff, so I'll save that for the next show. We'll save that for Mitchell. We'll save that for Mitchell. So, because like we could go on about that. And I think maybe we may know a little more in the next few weeks, not next, by the next show. That's true too. I think it's still developing. Um, yeah. one of the things I wanted to say is, um, cause it reminds me of the room one one acquisition right now. I saw Matt, all the forge guys were there. General was there. Um, Obviously, one of the big things is Matt has been really keen on continuing to make his cigars at the factories um, that he was already doing business with before the buyout. So one of those, obviously, was the Ventura factory, which burned down last fall. Uh, I talked to Matt about it. I talked to Henderson about it. We have an interview with Henderson um, from TPE that that is out that you can watch. But um, they are rebuilding the factory. They're building it twice the size as it was before. Uh, and they, they didn't ha- lose as much tobacco as people think. They had a lot of tobacco in other places. True. Um, yeah. So there is that. They have been able to make cigars at Henderson's father's factory, which is smaller, and they've only been able to produce about half as many cigars as they normally would. They've been able to at least survive with what they have with that factory, which is good. They can still get some stuff out. They can still get some stuff going. 
Um, but it sounds like they have a new factory that's 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 be. I think it'll be done this year sometime, and it'll be double than what they had. So not only will they be able to kind of go back to where they were, they are going to be able to increase production. And it sounds like it's going to be their own factory. Uh, they were leasing that from Hochi Blanco. Yeah. Yeah, and that was. I don't know if you know, but I also found out at the trade show. I sat down with Carson and Tony Serino, and they also, they were on the other half of that building, and they also lost all. They lost two million cigars in that fire. That was that was the uh, inner inner um, inter 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 tobacco. So it was inter. Yeah, it was the other factory. Yeah. Um, and uh, and they were a little bit quieter about it, but uh, but Tony Serino told me personally they lost two million cigars in the uh, fire. All right, so so this is what I understand though about that. Okay, Tony, it it hurt Tony's private label piece. It didn't hurt the premium piece. That okay. was my understanding. Now, because most of the premium stuff comes out of Nicaragua, with the exception of one line they make out of Hochi under uh, the Tiano, uh, but but. From what I understand, it was but Tony has a huge. You understand this affected Tony. His Tony's pri- that Serena's private label business is monstrous. Is what I'm just saying. Right. So that really that that to say it, yes, it had a big effect, but I don't think it affected like the Serenos or the Wayfarers or anything like that. It's this other stuff which absolutely is the core of that company. So it it was a big hit for them. Yeah. So they also took a big hit from that fire. Yeah, they 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 did they took a hit man. I think they are also building a new factory on their own. I yeah. think, I, from what I understand, so yeah. the, both of those companies have moved on. Um, they've been able to pivot quickly, um, and 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 kind of move on from that situation. And uh, they're not, you know, Ad, Ad, Adventura was not showing any new products because of that. Uh, Matt was teasing his uh, return of the. Uh, Dharma? What a bad job Bruno Lana did with that. And 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 Fords in general. I'm gonna say it straight. This you why tease that? Get a mock-up of that thing at the booth. You had a separate booth for room one oh one. This is a chance to really put the brand on center stage there. And you laid a nothing burger with that. Just putting a little grab it was terrible job. I'm sorry, Matt. I, I, I'll say it. That was a big. Wow. You missed an opportunity. You missed a big opportunity with a cigar that people are craving for to come back with Daruma. You missed an opportunity with that. Just put a. I mean, that was terrible. I mean, we, I'm sorry. I know. I know we love Matt and everything, but that was a bad job. Bad job. I mean, you don't. You, you know, it's funny. You, you, have you, state. you know, I didn't really yeah. think about that, but since yeah. you brought it up, it's funny because I remember a few years ago being at the trade show and Matt had first kind of teased the Namakubi coming back. But he but he, he had boxes he, there. He had boxes. He was talking about the project. You know, to just put a honestly it was like it almost thought it was like an afterthought. It, it, I, I, I think this was important though, because the difference is Matt was doing that under his own his own uh brand. This was a chance for S T G to show what your what what, what room one hundred one is is a glimpse into the future of room one hundred one. That that was a big miss by, by STG, and I'll say it to Justin. I'll say it to Matt. You guys missed an opportunity here, so you better get to work another way to kind of promote that because that uh, people want that cigar to come back. The rumors, the rumor in the Namakubi are the two that people wanted back the most. And um, I'm hearing rumblings 
there's another fan favorite that also might be coming back. From Room 101. Yeah. Um, Do you know which one I'm talking about? I mean, I'm going to say it. I just want to know if you know which one I'm say, talking about. I don't know. I'd have to guess it. I don't know. Um, Uncle Lee. Boy, they better be careful how – General, you better be careful how you release that one. But, yeah, I don't think it's going to come in the cereal box. But Uncle Lee should absolutely come back. That was a fan favorite. You're right. I mean, don't do cereal boxes, though, General. Um, I mean, I, I'm hearing Uncle Lee is possibly in the works to, to make its return. Oh, it's coming back. I mean, I mean they'd be stupid not to come back. Um, uh, I got that information from a pretty credible source, so – um, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. It would be interesting, though. But you're right. I mean, I don't know if the I don't know if the yeah rumor free. Yeah. Well, this you know that's how we roll here. It, it has not. It has nothing. Yeah. But okay. But the the rumor has nothing to do with being rumor free. It has nothing to do with teasing it. It was an opportunity for General and, or STG. Let's say STG to really show what Rumor 101 future is going to look like, and and. And, you know, you're not going to PCA. At least that's the plan, right? Right. This was your chance to put this in front of consumers. Do a mock-up of the box or something. I mean, God, I mean, this was this was, this was a bit – I'm sorry. This was a huge miss. And they had – and Matt was in a separate kiosk, right, from everybody he was. else. He was, he was on his own. So, uh, so this – why not? You uh, know what? Now that you say it, now that you say it, I, I – you know what? Yeah, I agree. Because you yeah. know what, I, he's done this before, um, you know, with 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 stuff like that. yeah, he could have had something there. It's again, it's not the teaser part that's bothering. It's the opportunity. People want to know, like, what is Room One going to look like on the STG? Those other releases all came out; they were all planned before the the acquisition. Now it's post acquisition. This was important. I I just I I I, I yeah, I'd love to see something a little more than that. Um, so. I mean, and like I said, he could have did it just like he did it at PCA with the Namakubis. Maybe the cigars aren't, but you know, we saw those purple, those purple boxes and everything. Like we were excited about that stuff. Oh yeah. So yeah, yeah. Nicole got me one of those for my birthday. Yeah, I, yeah. I have one of those. It's beautiful. Yeah. And I'll never yeah. throw that box away. That box is yeah. like gonna go in like the oh, archives. Oh, it's a beautiful box. Right? And I'm sure the room is gonna be a beautiful box too. So. That's why I'm just like, well. I think it's going to follow under that same theme of the 10-count box with the the very beautiful paper tubes around the cigar that he's been doing. Uh, like yeah. He did that with several of his cigars, including the Namakubi, Johnny Tobacco Knot. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I think that's cool, and I think it's going to be – but, yeah, it would have been nice to see, like, a concept of it, especially if you're not going to PCA, and, you know, you're not going to see it there. It's like, there's the, that's the show. Show it. But – and yeah. it's funny because I, you know, I know a lot of people have been sending emails out there already taking pre-orders for it, and it's already almost sold out. So, so they were taking pre-orders for the um... not at the show, but after the show, I got emails from some retailers like, "Oh, we're taking pre-orders for which one? For which cigar? The Duruma." So they must have taken orders at the show. They can't take pre-orders unless there was an order submitted at the show. Uh, so. Ke Kevin Acuff, that Namakubi purple box brought a lot of attention to the booth at PCA when he had it there. And Kevin would know. Kevin was working in the booth at that time. Um, yeah, so yeah, I remember that. Yeah, Kevin yeah. was there. Right? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It did. And people kept touching it, and Matt was, like, slapping their hand away. Uh, me too. Um, me too. I touched it. You got but, mad at me. But, but, yeah, it was there, and it, it brought attention. 
Um, so I don't know. I think maybe part of it is they, they were trying not to bring. But that's the thing. If they're taking pre-orders of it from retailers at the show, you're drawing attention to it. Um, I, I know that he was. I, I, I think it's being made by Ventura. I think so. I think it uh, is. I don't think it was originally made by. I mean, those were Davidoff cigars. Right, but now Davidoff's no longer in the picture with them. Right, so. right, right. Yeah, yeah. So especially I think with STG. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think Matt would ever work with Davidoff again. No, I don't think so either. So, yeah. So I think he probably went to Ventura for that one because I thought I remember him saying something about Ventura and waiting and this and that, but. It, but it sounds like they're already taking pre-orders of it. And they were showcasing uh, something for it. And he did talk about it in the interview. Um, but, yeah, you're right. It was disappointing that there was not a mock-up of the box, at least. So people could see it like, wow. Yeah, yeah, just something. I, I just think it was important. right? And it really, they didn't talk much about the release either. Um, it was like, hey, you want to order this? And there was like a, a spec sheet. And um, there wasn't even much on that spec sheet. So Right, right. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Other than that, that's what really what I uh, that's what I got this week. That's what I got too. Um, busy, you know, busy week, uh, busy couple of weeks, a lot of stuff to unpack, and there's still more, but we're gonna save it for the next show. Um, yep. But crazy, it sounds like very productive. You had a great trip. We had a great trip. Uh, yep. I think that's the most important part. But other than that, Coop, I think the, I think that's our stopping point. Yeah, I think we're good this week. We covered a lot. Alrighty, guys. Well, hey, uh, the next time we're on here, I think we'll be kicking off the uh, the fundraiser, which is kicking off March 17th at a.m. Um, as always, you can visit SmokingTobacco.com for more news and information, as well as Cigar-Coop.com. Um, don't forget to like and subscribe on our YouTube channel and everywhere podcasts can be found. And we'll see you next week. Take care. Take care, everybody. Thank you for spending your time with us at Smokin' Tobacco. Please remember to like and subscribe for more episodes and content. And as always, visit SmokinTobacco.com for news and updates from the cigar industry.